0: Class classes in session
1: hello and welcome to this episode of marvel school for dummies today our lecture will be on that's not how this goes it'll be the last one and i'll get it right what am i saying the mcu is never gonna end <laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode of Marvel School for Dummies. I am your professor, Leon Jass. I am joined, as always, by my co-professor,
0: Jordan Deeb,
1: and our lovely student, Victoria Lyman. Yes, and today's lecture will be on Spider-Man Homecoming, released July 7th, 2017, directed by John Watts with a runtime of two hours and 13 minutes. Written by a very big writing team of Jonathan Goldstein, John Francis Daly, John Watts, Christopher Ford, Chris McKenna, and Eric Summers. It also has the stupidest time uh, tagline in MCU history: "of Homework can wait, the city can't," which is wait. wait.
0: wait I've never <laughs> seen that anywhere.
1: It's the tagline on the poster: "Homework can wait, the city can," I've and that never, is the stupidest thing. I've literally never seen
2: that. I, uh,
0: yeah. Also, um, I like how there's, like, a writing team of, like, nine people, but there's only three names.
1: <laughs> John, it was John, John Chris. John,
0: Chris, 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 and then what was the, what, Evan? It was
1: John, John, Jonathan, John, John, Christopher, Chris, Eric. Eric. Good. <laughs> All very generic white man names, also. <laughs> um, oh, Spider-Man's a generic God. white
0: guy. Well, we'll
1: have a whole conversation about that coming up because I don't have a lot of casting fun facts. um, Because Because we did that last
0: week with Spider-Man.
1: It's also that like the rest of the way that this movie was cast was very like scattered because... Yeah, they had to cast Peter Parker for Civil War, but they found the kid that they cast as Flash when he auditioned for Peter Parker for Civil War, gave him Flash then. Zendaya seems to be a name casting, because I can't find anything of anybody else saying that they had any information on auditioning for that role.
0: And then you get into probably Sony had some hand in it, Disney had some hand in it.
1: No, they were all
0: it was cast all by Amy
1: Pascal. Yeah, gotcha. it was all Amy Pascal. It was because a lot of the auditions for this movie happened in front of Amy Pascal, who is like the head casting person for all of Marvel, Kevin Feige and the Russo brothers, because this script was being written before they had a director, because originally, John Francis Daly wasn't writing it, he was set to direct it, which I want to live in that alternate timeline. Um, <laughs> and then he got pulled onto the writers team. And John Watts got pulled onto the writers team. And then John Watts became the director and left the writers team. And the two Chris's and Eric hopped on the writers group. Like, it's very <laughs> weird. Like it was very all over the place.
0: The two Chris's and Eric is the name of my new band. Okay.
1: Good. good. And, and then because of the order they filmed in, they didn't need certain roles until the very end. So they like, and it was ensemble roles. So they just like waited to cast them. <laughs> Like it was just very, casting was very all over the place for this.
2: Weird.
1: Most of it was happening before we all knew that Spider Man was going to be back in the MCU. So it was all like being kept under wraps. And so, like, there's just not a lot on casting. Well, out
2: there. I was also gonna say about Zendaya that they kept her role so quiet too that even if people did audition for it, they might have been under like uh, an NDA. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, also, before we jump into the plot, the posters, the official poster for this movie is terrible. They shouldn't the Marvel just... movies. <laughs> yeah. They should have gone with the just the pop promo one of him laying on the...
0: On the fountain in the, yeah. in the Midtown High blazer. And
1: that is the best one because it's just a picture they took and then put on a post. Like, it was oh, an accident. I I brought it downstairs. I was gonna... I had the DVD. It's
2: so ugly. This is like Iron Man chilling in the background. Like, I don't know. I hate it. I hate it. They
0: do that thing that hasn't... Other than Marvel hasn't been a common thing in movies in like decades where they just like put every they find a way to put everyone on the poster even if it's just a head of theirs.
2: The DVD yeah, is so stupid. The DVD isn't like that. The DVD is like Spider Man's like swinging and Iron Man's like flying in the background. It's, oh, that
0: one it. promotional shot that was never in the movie.
1: Yeah, they, yeah, they made because that's the thing is like I have this later on in fun facts. They made ten promo posters that had nothing to do with the fucking movie. Weren't scenes from the movie. Weren't shots from the movie just why things they made
0: well yeah that iron man and flying while he swings like that's all cgi because his suit in this movie's cgi for the most part so
1: it's everything it's just they did it on a green screen <laughs> yeah like for all of them except for the one of him in the hoodie because that is he was just in costume laying on a foul, and a photographer took the, took a photo of it just because it was like a good shot and photographers do that shit Then they were
0: like let's put marvel's new york in the background of this boom poster well
1: they had it and they were like we need to make another promo poster and they just cut him out of whatever the real background was because they weren't in new york and put it you know by the fake hudson and the fake city and went
2: poster Um, oh my god okay wait so first off for some reason if you haven't been listening since the beginning and you're just like all over the place um i have seen this movie prior to our watching in of all uh, of all of the movies
1: yeah um this podcast began because victoria wants
0: to be able to see spider-man 3 no way home
1: i mean also i did want to watch all
2: these movies but yeah (laughs) spider-man um um, oh, okay. Um, Jordan, was there a reason that you didn't come with us to see this movie? Did you see it already? Yeah, is because
0: i saw the, I saw the day it came out, as you would from me. Like, I, I got the pre-order tickets, I got the Regal shirt that came with it, I wore my <laughs> Spider-Man hat to the premiere, and, like, the only time I've ever posted myself singing publicly was I- Sang the Spider Man theme song on Snapchat on my way to this movie. That's
2: beautiful. Um, Learen and I were a married couple. The summer that this came out, we did yes. dinner and a movie all of the time,
1: like every weekend. <laughs> yeah, in like the summer of twenty seventeen, we did you dinner and a movie. Cheating on me? We went out for ice cream. Well. You had to go see it premiere day, so you didn't get to be a part of the thruple, okay? (laughs) It's also, you guys didn't really, like... Like, you guys had met before this, but, like, not really. You guys hadn't had the bonding experience of the train ride to Buffalo yet. Yeah. (laughs) That is true. Um, You had that about a month after. But, yeah, it's also... I just don't care about Spider-Man, as a rule. So, I was... (laughs) just I wasn't like dying to see it in theaters didn't want to go premiere day I very rarely want to go premiere day
0: people like to do the midnight premiere
1: yeah no people are mean to me people are loud I don't like crowds even before COVID movie theaters make me a little nervous sometimes like we can wait and then Victoria was like I want to go I was like okay I'll wait until you want to go (laughs)
0: Um, no way home. I'm seeing at midnight.
1: <laughs> I'll come with you, and wait, I'm bringing... wait,
0: I'll see like opening oh my... day or opening weekend. I'm, Eternals, uh, Shang Chi.
2: I'm bringing clown noses. I'm telling you. I'm I told Liam
0: that if she is in town when No Way Home comes out for the holidays. And we all go see it together. I will let her buy a clown. Uh, I will buy a clown wig and a nose. And let her put it on me. And we will go out to dinner with those on me. If Toby and Andrew are not in No Way Home. I am willing to do that.
1: I'm, I'm holding him to this. Because there are so many clues. That they aren't in this movie.
0: Mm. Did you see the interview with Andrew Garfield? we okay, you're okay. not
1: talking about this. All Fair. I'm going to say on it is actors are not conniving like that. I promise you. They're not sitting there and going, I'm not saying no, but like I can't tell people I'm in it. Like, no, they just don't are in it. Get over it. Anyways. Um, so not talking about movies coming or movies that we haven't watched on for the pod yet. What are your general opinions of this movie, Jordan?
0: Where do I start? So clearly, if anybody hasn't picked up on it, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. And, you know... It's important to me
1: that the audience knows that Jordan is saying this while reclining in his Spider-Man Marvel gaming chair that has a matching stool.
0: It does, yes. Um, So, you know, when the whole... marvel and sony are working together for civil war and spider-man's gonna be in it like i was all on top of that saga i was a little bit like back uh sophomore year of college like ah darn because like at the time i haven't watched them since but at the time i actually liked the garfield movie so like i was mad that they weren't so continuing so I, I and i am purposely have I not don't rewatched know
1: who who convinced the internet that those movies are at oh, all no, most quality. of the internet hates
0: them most no, of the internet hates them
1: most of what i see on the internet is people like being like you just don't like the Garfield movies because everybody you thought was cool didn't like the Garfield movies when they were out. And it's like, no, they're just bad.
0: Movies. As someone who's on a lot of Spider-Man meme pages, yeah, Raimi fans and Holland fans are going after each other. And then you have Garfield fans that are like, We know what we got. We like it though. <laughs> they're like the most self-aware, and they're ones not getting involved in fights. But I'm, he I'm is
1: a- colorful Zack Snyder. And that somehow doesn't work.
0: <laughs> anyway, I well, I'm a big believer, and I've said this multiple times, and this isn't me refusing to take a side. But, like, I do truly believe that every iteration of Spider-Man has gotten a lot of things right and a lot of things wrong. And that's clear in this movie, too. Like, I like this movie. I love this movie. I really like Tom Holland's Peter Parker. These side characters are not Spider-Man side characters.
1: Oh. They... We'll have a chat about that later. And if that, you th- hold on your opinions on the characters. Sure thing. Instead of casting fun facts, I have a whole thing about backlash while they were trying to make this fucking movie. Yeah. And, you Including know, yeah. what I think is the moment that Kevin Feige went, this isn't worth it. Like, <laughs> this is not worth it.
0: So, yeah, like, I really enjoy this movie. And they, they get a lot right. They also do some stuff that I wish they did differently. And, you know, no Spider-Man is perfect yet.
1: No adaptation of anything ever will ever be perfect to anyone because it is never going to be what you want it to be in your own fucking head. But getting mad at actors and directors and writers and sending them death threats is dumb. True. No,
0: Ryan Johnson deserves to die because I don't like (laughs) Luke. That's a joke, people. That is a fucking joke. (laughs) As someone who did not like The Last Jedi, he's a good person. Just let the man Brian live. Brian
1: Johnson is an amazing writer-director. And Thanks. that is a prime example of it didn't go the way Star Wars fans wanted it to go, and they can't handle it. I don't give a fuck. The Last Jedi is a great movie. <laughs> Anyways. um, This movie's fine. That's the full analysis. <laughs> pretty much. It's fine. I mean. Like, it's there. Like, I don't. If it's on, I'm not going to turn it off, but it's not one that, like, you seek I'll out. go out of my way to rewatch. And I think, like, I started writing up my rankings because I knew I'd forget. Um, And I think it's, like, dead middle. Yeah, it's just, like, in the middle. That's like, fair. It's fine. I just don't have strong opinions on it either way. Um, I never seen the Raimi Spider-Man movies. I hate the Andrew Garfield movies. They're terrible, except for Sally Fields. Um, just because she's delightful in everything she does ever. And I love her. Um, but yeah, I just kind of don't have a. Sh- and yeah, I don't like those movies, the Garfield movies. And these, I just don't have a strong opinion on. Yeah. Fair enough. It just kind of like. I think that's fine, because honestly, like,
2: yeah. re-watching this movie this time around, I was like, this movie's good. It's not great, but it's good. Yeah. and So,
1: like, I get, like, you being like, this is, like, a fine movie, like. It's in no way bad. I have, like, a few things. Like, I just wish the editing was a little tighter at points. Like, it, there are a couple scenes that drag. It, but, that's the
2: other thing, I forgot how long this movie was. Yeah,
1: it does not need to be two hours and thirteen minutes. It could have no. been a tight hour and forty-five and they would have been fine. Yeah. Um but yeah. you
0: know Lear just got possessed by Nick Scarpino for a second.
1: I'm just saying, like I've truly No, because
0: you and Nick are both like if a movie every movie can be an hour and a half, it's fine.
1: I say that <laughs> every too. Hour- I fall in that every movie can be be between an hour and 15 minutes and two hours. If you're getting to two hours, a part of that runtime needs to be your credits. If your movie before credits is an hour and 45 minutes, that's fine because I'm going to leave for the credits. I don't give a fuck. Or if I'm watching it, I'm going to turn it off. Marvel notwithstanding, obviously. That's why their movies need to be shorters because you're making me sit through the credits. Yeah. You're making me continue to sit in these regal theater seats as my, like, ass feels like it's going to fall off. Oh. Yeah, but other than that, it's just like, I don't have a lot of stronger opinions on it. And, you know, I know you and Victoria love it.
0: I mean, you put anything Spider-Man in front of me, I'm going to love it. <laughs> I have yet to have someone present me with a Spider-Man medium that I went, no.
1: I think part of it is why I like, am so, A, I just know how things in entertainment work. And just truly in my gut feel that Toby and Andrew aren't going to be in it. I also just like taking that stance because I don't give a fuck. Like, I have no horse in this race. I have no nostalgia for either of those two people. I'm like I have no nostalgia for either of those two people as the character. So like if they're in it, cool. If they're not, okay. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I for don't me. Care. For me, it's like a, it's a little bit of a joke,
2: but also there's part of me that's like, okay, but are they? But are they?
0: <laughs> I'm genuinely convinced. I am sold. I, I am praying every day.
1: I know. Jordan's You're like- not convinced. Jordan just has to say that so that he can will it into existence. <laughs> because if he pretends for a moment that they're not in it and they end up not being in it, he's going to blame that one time that he yeah. thought, no, they're not in it.
0: <laughs> you have to put it out there in the world all right
1: anyway um
2: yeah i think this like especially now like after seeing 14 other marvel movies and then coming back to this one um this is a good movie um i do think like it'll always have like a spot in my heart because it was like the first one that i saw
1: uh um, your first one's always the best you're, yeah you're the most special yeah Not the best
2: um, but yeah, like, looking back at it, I'm like, okay, this is like, fine. This is not a masterpiece. But um, it's fun. I love the high school element. I know there's a lot of like, hello, Cleo.
1: She <laughs> was hugging. So that's my Game of Thrones book. And she was hugging it, which is why I moved. She was sleeping with her arm and her head on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted you guys to see it. But then she moved. Good. Anyways, um, Sorry. <laughs> No, I don't even know what I'm saying. It has a special place in your heart because it was the first one, but you don't know if it's at, like, the top.
2: Yeah, no, it's de- it's definitely not at the top. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, this is... It's a fun little ditty. I like the high school <laughs> element. Um, I know there's a lot of, like, mixed on if people think that Peter Parker should have been an adult or not, but I think the high school stuff's fun, but...
1: So through my research, because I don't really care about the high school stuff, um, but Vic- I knew Victoria did, and through my research, I found what I think is the reason that Victoria feels that way. This movie, both writing wise and directing wise, is supposed to be reminiscent of like the style eighties. of *Ferris Beauty- Bueller's yeah. Day Off* and like all the the, like the *Breakfast Club*. Oh, John Hughes yeah. movies. Yeah. And like, I was like, oh, that's why. No, <laughs> well, they, yeah. They kind of
0: people in the head with it in that one scene where he's running and then. And then they shoot shul- the clip. Because yeah, people are actually watching Ferris Bueller yeah. and then, yeah. Yeah.
1: John Watts made them watch every movie John Hughes has ever made. And I went, that's mean because they're not all winners. <laughs> Most yeah. are good, but they are not all winners. Yeah, you ain't kidding.
0: I just imagine that he had to put zendaya tom holland and jacob babble Babel- how do you say his last name I,
1: I think it's battle just
0: in a room while they have to watch 16 candles <laughs>
1: <laughs> 16 like- candles is one of the ones that it's like it's fine it does not deserve the hype again
0: it and it's also like i don't think it's gonna click with boys in the 21st century
1: you'd be surprised <laughs> i was also
0: I gonna say it? wait I do think- you think i should watch it
2: I think the three of them mm-hmm. probably had way too much fun with
0: that. That's the thing is they also knew because it was an assignment. They probably goofed off during all of it. I've seen how they read. I think how they, they interact with each other
1: on their own. I don't oh, think man. he made them sit in a room together. <laughs> he just said to them, Hey, before the table read. Didn't put them in detention together. <laughs> no. Um, Cause they all did a lot of weird shit in the lead up to like get into character. Oh
2: God. I'm hot. All again. right. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Can, okay, really quick before we jump into this, I do want to say though, I need I need to throw out a a um. We need to stop gatekeeping things because for so long, I never told people that I had seen this movie because I didn't want people to start asking me about other Marvel movies and me be like, I've never seen the rest of them. And then people would be like, what what do you mean? Oh, you're just like watching this because like Tom Holland's hot or whatever. And like, sure, Tom Holland's hot, but that is not the reason I went to go see this movie. I do just like Spider-Man movies because they're fun.
1: Can I just okay. say, and I am aware, and then I'm gonna make a comment on gatekeeping, but really quick, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. People, are tr- I don't like how people love Tom Holland and think he's a like oh. a god among men. I get he's not for everyone. Understand
2: I understand it. I understand he's not for everyone.
0: He's fun to. I mean, he seems very cool to hang out with, but like, IMO, Garfield's the hottest of the three.
1: I don't think any that of them is- are attractive. I don't think anyone who has ever played Spider-Man in a live-action movie is a Andrew Garfield's
0: butt in that costume could cut through glass.
1: Learen, though, that makes
2: sense for you. Like, the the type that Peter Parker is is not, like, in
1: your taste range. <laughs> I don't know how to explain that. I don't tend to go for lanky men, is yeah. what Victoria <gasps> Meanwhile, that hits me in every way. <laughs> Alright, so, we're gonna jump into the plot now. Um the film opens in New York City. The Avengers as the Avengers battle the Chitari. Uh salvage worker Adrian Toomes, played by the delightful Michael Keaton, is showing his coworker who She's gonna get mad at me for saying this, but Michael Keaton looks a little like Victoria's father or vice versa, and it really fucks me
0: up. Liaren, you said that to me once before I'd ever met any of Victoria's parents, and it's always been in the back of my head. I met Victoria's dad at her Halloween party, and I couldn't unsee it.
1: Right? Like, once, because that's what happened to me, too, is one of Victoria's other friends said it. Victoria told me and went, Isn't that ridiculous? And I went, no, it's true. <laughs> I, I, was,
2: I was thinking about it while watching this movie, and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't see it.
1: I just, I don't know. It was like glass broken. I was like.
0: <gasps> Let, let's put up a side to side.
1: <laughs> no, that's okay. Anyways, uh, is showing coworker a drawing. Adrian Toomes is showing his coworker a drawing that his daughter made of the Avengers in action. They proceed to work on taking apart the Chitori Lavinthian and gather any tech they can get their hands on. Soon, a van from the U.S. Department of Damage Control arrives, and Marie Ho... Okay, wait. Am I crazy?
2: Are they cleaning up still from the first, the Avengers? first Avengers? Yeah. Still, how many years since no, so- no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's a it's flashback. After. It's a flashback. Okay, but then the- later, the whole plot is them, like, selling the used... Because they kept Stop. it. So. Oh, okay. Oh my God.
0: Not just them. <laughs> there's a, there's like small little side stories in Marvel, like one shots and like that fake news yeah, cast yeah. that they've done that like, there are more people that got away with alien tech after that fight than just Adrian Toomes and the US Department of Damage Controls. So okay. Like, it's, there's a black market for that shit.
2: Okay. Yeah. Which like, I feel like the way that we recycle like technology, there should be a way that they recycle
1: Stark tech. <laughs> Yeah, because that's the thing though is it's not all Stark Tech. It's like alien tech. Trouble is because yeah, it's fucking alien tech that we don't understand. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. So Amory Hogue, played by Tyne Daly, uh, orders Toomes to shut down his operation and adds that they will be confiscating all of their findings. Toomes protests and even punches a damage control agent when he makes a snide remark to him. Hogue then reasserts. Hoague or egg, It doesn't matter. She's know. only here for like 10 minutes. <laughs> um then uh, researcher demand to Toomes to give up his work. After learning that Tony Stark is behind damage control, Toomes gathers three of his toe work his toe workers. Three of his co-workers, <laughs> Jackson Bryce, Herman Schultz, and Phineas Manson, Mason, to continue their work in gathering Chitari tech regardless of what they are told eight years later tomes and his guys. nope
0: they say eight me. years later it's not eight, and it will forever bother me because it just changed the fucking slide that's Burrow. all we need to do
1: if they don't do that by the time spider home Spider-Man homecoming comes to disney plus i'm going to be a little annoyed at disney like
0: george lucas has added scenes from a movie 30 so years ago
1: from a movie 30 you guys just can't ago. take
0: a different black screen and sh- go backspace and replace one number
1: what, yeah. How many How
2: many is it supposed to be then?
0: Six?
1: Realistically, it's six. Because... 2012 oh,
0: okay, to yeah, 2016.
1: Yeah. No, so four. That's four, yeah.
0: And This is a few years, right? A few months after Civil War.
1: No. This is... A, oh, 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 You The, the movie, the movie the takes place movie. like
0: three months after Civil War. Yeah. So assume 2016. Even if it's 2017, it's not 2020 in this movie. So it's no. not eight years later.
1: Yeah, and they just like fucked up. But, how, yeah.
0: how did that get past anyone?
1: Oh my god. Do you know how many continuity errors there are in Marvel? And but this one's of-
0: glaring. This one is like they put it out there.
1: Oh my god.
3: I don't know. See, I
2: obviously didn't even see that screen title. Because I just like was like, I'm confused. They're cleaning up after of something that happened however many years ago. But yeah. you were like, no, flashback. And I'm like, yeah. oh.
1: Yeah, that explains everything. Yeah. And the thing is, with Spider Man, why I forget is because with Spider Man, they had so fucking many and had to retcon a bunch of stuff and like change the years to the point where until they told us what year it was in Endgame, fans were split on what year Endgame would take place because of all the weird shit they've done with like their years, flash forwards kind of things.
0: There's also. People that think that Fury's big week isn't just Hulk, Thor, and Iron Man 2, but in the entirety of phase one, so they think that Avengers happened in 08, but didn't like it's Wait. been confirmed, it's not. Yeah,
1: they came out and said it was 2012, like, but that's the thing is they had to release all of that because they suck at maintaining their own timeline. <laughs> Good lord. Um, anywho. Four years later, Toomes and his guys are still at it, with Toomes using the Vulture suit to bring in a bag of a Chaturi power core. Sorry. Meanwhile, Peter Parker is recording a, a video log as he travels to Berlin with Happy Hogan, for what is really Tony recruiting Peter to help him during the events of Civil War. Happy shows off a new Spider-Man suit that Tony made for Peter, which he gets, you know, amped about. Um... He later records his fight alongside Iron Man and everyone on his loyalist side during the airport fight and against Captain America and the other Avengers. I don't care. Uh, Tony then (laughs) brings Peter home in his litter. In his litter. Good. Good God. Uh, Tony then brings Peter home in his limo, leaving him eager for their next mission.
2: Two months later. That whole little video thing was nice now that i've actually seen civil war (laughs) yes because before i was just like i don't know what's happening it's a fun little
0: like previously in the mcu yeah
2: Yeah. previously on (laughs) and it, um, it makes sense that he would be like i need to record this even though nobody can see it
1: yeah Two months later, Peter is still waiting to hear back from Happy over any new missions. He goes back to being a normal student at Midtown High School Science shit.
2: Midtown uh, School of Science and Technology. Sure. I think. I wore um, the shirt today. <laughs>
1: uh, Peter f- makes plans with his best friend Ned to build a Lego Death Star. Peter also has a high school uh, crush on a high school senior named Liz... And is frequently taunted by the snotty rich kid snotty rich kid, Flash Thompson, Jordan, please wait. Get oh, stuff on, on all of them later. <laughs> um, I um
2: I literally texted Le'Aaron yesterday. I said, if you can find other casting on Liz, please let me know. <laughs> I tried, but no. Of course not. Which I'll make yeah.
1: comments later about. Um <laughs> Liz was never long for this world. Like, let's be honest. No, Liz no. Was only like a one movie girl. I know
2: that, but I do not think Laura Harrier or whatever the heck her name is is yeah. a, is an actress at all. Like she, everything I've ever seen her in, she's so bland. She has no range, <laughs> and I'm like, they could have gave her a little bit of a personality.
1: Um, I feel like Liz, though. Also by extension has no personality. No, yeah, in her like,
2: I get I get that she served her purpose in this movie. She's supposed to just be like pretty and he has a crush on her and that's she's it. A pretty it's prop fine.
0: They they give no reason for Peter to have a crush on her other than she's older, smart, and hot. And yeah. the only indication you get that she's smart is that she's also on that on team. The, yeah. Yeah. It's
1: just that she's hot and, and older than him. vultures is older and needs to be Vulture's daughter. Yeah. Like, also, she's just a pretty plot We'll get to ours. that when we get to that. Never mind. Um. Anyways, when not at school, Peter continues going around the city as Spider-Man uh, to help people as well as fight crime. Peter refers to his Spidey work as the Stark internship, and as a result, he quits his school's decathlon team. Which, you know what? You're already going to a nerdy school for nerds. Don't add to it by being on their decathlon team, my man.
0: Yeah, like, how are you going to be <laughs> the nerdiest of the nerds?
1: Yeah. Oh. That's coming i'm 100% from me. joking live your life if you're smart going to sciences i don't give a fuck but like come on stop hitting me over the head with the reason peter parker is a nerd i am aware people yeah. who don't know anything about comics know peter parker is spider-man peter parker is nerd but yeah
0: <laughs> and his <laughs> uncle's dead
1: and his uncle's dead yes um anyways uh, when not at school Peter continues to go around the city i read this already while at school Peter secretly creates a new web fluid for his shooters. I hate that phrase for some reason the phrase web fluid is very yeah. gross to me it's it's very gross but web liquid is also terrible
0: I I just say webbing when I refer to the actual web and then the web but shooters this is are what's web shooters
1: in the shooter
0: yeah, but the webbing I just call it the webbing.
1: But that's not webbing yet, because it's not webbed. It is just a liquid.
0: I know, but I don't like saying web fluid.
1: But, like, it's such a weird- Because that is technically correct, I just don't like it.
0: Yeah, because the visual doesn't help either. Anyway, To put it appropriately.
1: One night, Spidey catches four crooks with Avenger masks on, trying to rob a bank using high-tech equipment. These criminals are some of my favorite characters in these movies, because they're just hilarious. <laughs>
0: It's That's also true. this part is based off a section in the comics where there is criminals that are wearing DC character masks.
2: Yeah. Which yeah, okay, the the one that he says is a Thor mask is it is it a Thor mask? It looks like a different character. It's because Thor. has from the helmet. Comics.
1: It's Thor in okay. the comics okay. it, it has the wings. It's like an actual Thor mask you could get at Halloween. Okay of like thor from the comics i thought i don't know what i thought it was but i was like i don't i don't know what (laughs) this um i also just like this scene because it reminds me of i don't know if you guys remember we were young when this happened but like a bunch of college students from like fordham or something were like developed code that they could plug into an ATM to get it to dump everything that was in its like content and oh, they got arrested yeah, yeah. for in the city. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that, but yeah, good on that. Like these college kids that created this thing and robbed a bunch of banks and ATMs and like were being assholes with the money and got caught. Because like that was what was annoying. They were rich kids who were just doing this for fun.
0: And you know that it's like Anytime somebody commits a crime that has to do with coding or hacking, it's like they get in trouble, but then the government's like, we'll reduce your sentence if you work for us because you're good at this shit.
1: Well, yeah. Specifically it's with computer like, stuff. Yeah, because it's basically like you found a hole that the people we have didn't find. We'll reduce your sentence if they trust you. Like if you're a shady person or you're a political hacktivist, any of that, they're not going to do that. But if you were just doing something stupid like this, they'll be like, yeah, come work for us and fix that hole um anyways uh yeah plug
0: that gaping hole
1: spidey shows up and fights the criminals until one of them uses a device that emits a powerful blast blowing up not only the bank but the bodega across the street spidey rushes to save the owner of the bodega and his cat his sweet sweet bodega cat Cat. wait the
0: cat's not the owner of the bodega i thought that's how it went down
1: yes the bodega cat is the owner of the bodega all the humans that are (laughs) there just work there
0: (laughs) And I mean that across every bodega cat in New York City. They're the owners. I love bodega cats.
1: I My love, dad gets mad at me when we go into bodegas and
2: I'm like, I love the cat. This is so lame, but I love the bodega coffee cups. I get very excited when I see them on TV. Yeah. No. I'm just cute. like, <gasps> I'm like, it's the bodega cup. And my mom's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the coffee cups, they have them at every
1: bodega. <laughs> um Peter quietly returns to his room through the window while uh, not trying to let Aunt May, played by Marissa Tomei, know he was out. Uh, He crawls across the ceiling and comes down to find Ned sitting on his bed holding the completed Lego Death Star. Um, He drops in It breaks upon Ned's discovery that Peter is Spider-Man. Ned is shocked, (laughs) but also thrilled, Uh... and Peter asks him to keep it a secret.
0: Quick side note, Mm -hmm. Tom's Peter is the worst at keeping his... Uh, What happens in Far From Home, notwithstanding. Tom's Peter is the worst at fucking keeping his secret identity.
2: Yeah,
1: definitely. Garfield is in the costume, covered in dirt, and tells Aunt May he just has a cold.
0: But she still doesn't find out, canonically.
1: Still, I'm just saying, none of them are good at it. No, no. Also, when you make it younger, like... Eventually you have to, like, DC went through this with Barbara Gordon specifically, because she's the only one that doesn't, like, live with the Waynes in Batman, that, like, Jim Gordon eventually has to, her father eventually has to know she's doing it because she lives with him.
0: Well, (laughs) he's also a detective by career.
1: It's also just, (laughs) but it's, like, 16-year-olds ain't slick, like... Yeah. Most 16-year-olds that sneak out of the house, their parents know they're doing it and either don't care or catch them and tell them not to do it. But, like, teenagers aren't- especially in fucking Manhattan apartments. Are you kidding me? Oh, do you yeah. know how small they are? Do you know how thin the walls are? How loud the fucking fire escape is? Like, you're not getting in and out of a New York City apartment quietly. Um, or without alerting somebody in the apartment.
0: But you don't have the delicate crawl of a spider.
1: Either way. <laughs> he doesn't weigh less. He still weighs however much he weighs.
0: Probably like 90 pounds, let's be honest.
1: <laughs> no, realistically I'd <I've> say <laughs> no, 130. Kidding. No, I'm kidding. Actually, uh, oh. with the muscle, he's probably like, I don't know, 150?
0: Yeah, no, probably, but just Maybe like... It's, it's also like Nat, like, in the no way home... Title reveal, like his arms look jacked, but in this movie, just
1: partly because of Uncharted.
0: Yeah, but in this movie, it's just like, oh, honey.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: for the record, I'd kill for that body. It's just, it's funny, it's small.
1: But he's the only one of uh, who probably wasn't pressured to do steroids for his first movie. No, because because he doesn't need to do them.
0: Spider-Man as a character is very toned. He's not ripped.
1: Yeah. Um. Anyways. He has more of a runner's body than, like, a lifter's body.
0: Yeah, which you would get with the swinging.
1: No, you wouldn't. You'd get a swimmer's body that way, and that's different. Because you're using all of this. When you're a runner, it's everything, like, below your chest. <laughs> anyway. He does
0: a good mix of both, I guess.
1: Um. Anyways. The next day at school, Ned asks Peter questions about being Spider-Man. They even watch a PSA from Captain America during gym. And Peter briefly mentions fighting him. My favorite line is in this scene when this teacher goes, this guy may be a war criminal. I'm not really sure. but like, Just watch the video. Here's the video. I, I literally wrote just, that quote down. It's so funny. Just because, like, yeah, that's public school. Like, that's just public school for you. It's like, I have to show this every year. They
0: we know what he just did three not, months ago, but whatever.
1: And like they, but they haven't told me not to show you this, and I don't feel like getting in trouble for something this stupid here.
0: And the the fact that it's Hannibal Buress makes it a, like yeah. a much better. Secondly, I love these little PSAs because it's also Cap's Avengers costume. So at some point after that, they made him do this, and that's hilarious to me.
1: Yeah yeah um the uh the boys then hear liz talking to her friends about how she kind of has a crush on spider-man leading ned to blurt out in front of everyone there that peter knows spider-man because ned
2: has no chill (laughs) which okay this also irritates me because like first of all why like ned why don't you say you know spider-man because there's no trying, way
0: he's trying to wingman. He's trying to get Pete. Yeah, no way.
2: Say nothing, my God. He's no. for saying it. No, I know. Say nothing, but like, it doesn't logically make sense because eventually they like if they were to do the reveal that they they want to do, where they're like, oh, like Peter knows Spider Man. Peter and Spider Man cannot be in there in the same room ever. Yeah, <laughs> for obvious
1: reasons.
0: That, that's that's oh, no. the issue.
1: Some I feel like net- this other- just say that you know him. But the other issue with that is if they're going to this party with Spider-Man, Peter would absolutely be there because Peter and Ned are joined at the fucking hip. So Uh, either way, just just, don't say anything.
2: No, yeah, I know.
1: Your input in that conversation in no world was necessary. Like, fuck. Uh, Ned has no chill and this continues into every other movie Ned is in. That's true. There is a moment in Infinity War that I won't spoil, but that Ned's a moron.
0: No, no, that one came in clutch. That was smart.
1: Um, it's we'll get to that when we get to that. Freaks out. Anyways, in fucking Far From Home, he has no chill when it comes to the chick.
0: Honestly, that was Betty. that was the most fun part of Far From Home because it's. It's weirdly accurate to how high school kids behave on field trips. We're like, like, we fell in love. And it's like, no, you guys were just excited and you were next to each other. And so you got those shit mixed up.
1: Well, no, it's you're in a foreign country. You're in Italy, which your stupid child brain goes like a thing. Okay, we'll talk about Far From Home when we get to Far From Home. Um, Liz then invites Peter and Ned to a party at her house so that Peter can try and invite Spooderman. The boys, atten- the boys attend the party, and almost instantly, Ned tries to get Peter to change into his Spider-Man outfit. Peter doesn't want to, and still Flash also starts bothering him to find- to bring Spider-Man. He goes to change, but then sees an explosion in the distance. He goes to navigate and finds Bryce and Schultz selling Chitari tech to a local gangster named Aaron Davis, played by Donald Glover. Yeet. I love him. I just don't want aaron davis to be there because i know what happens with aaron davis and know that storyline yeah and it it's sad and i don't want to watch that when donald glover is is uh, aaron Aaron. davis yeah
0: Yeah. because the deleted scene also revealed that miles is real or a canonical
1: yeah well yeah he also mentions it just in the scene (laughs)
0: well by name
1: yeah it's just i don't know yeah yeah it's just like, I don't want... It hurt me enough in Into the Spider-Verse. I don't need it live-action. Yeah.
2: Like... um, But also, would love live-action Miles Morales. I would love yeah, it. Yeah, so would I. It's, it's,
0: it's gotta be coming. There's no way it's not.
1: I don't know. I don't know.
2: Because of all the Sony shit.
1: If it wasn't for Sony, I'd be like, yeah, they're gonna make... that. That's what... That Tom Holland's going to be out, we've introduced the multiverse, it's going to be Miles Morales, like, whatever, moving forward. But with all the Sony shit, because they sold off all of those characters. So, like...
0: Did they, though? Because Miles wasn't a thing when they sold the characters off in the 90s.
1: It doesn't matter, it's anything heavily associated with Spider-Man.
2: Yeah, well, that's how they did the Into the Spider-Verse movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They have rights to every major Spider-Man character. It's why them being able to do Daredevil was such a big deal, because Daredevil is in this weird gray zone with the Marvel contract, with the Marvel Sony contract.
0: He's kind of like, like the Maximoff twins, but with Spider-Man. Yeah, where he's like he's kind of both.
2: It's also <laughs> um why uh, Zendaya's character isn't Mary Jane.
0: She's not Mary Jane Watson, though. She's Michelle Jones.
1: It's also, there's more to that, too, that I have fun facts on later. Turns out, Kevin Feige and all of the writers hate Mary Jane Watson. (laughs) Which, like, fair. I mean, she's a terrible character, but, you know, (laughs) I get it. She's not written well. I can only tell you in the last, that is not Ultimates where she is spinneret. Mary Jane is a boring character. They, I really oh, yeah. like what they
0: did with her in the PS4 game. Yeah. Where they make her this investigative journalist that has... She she tells Pete, like, I'm doing this whether or not you like it. And he's just worried about her because she doesn't have powers.
1: In modern times, Mary Jane has changed. But for a very long time, she was just, like, this actress chick that he, like... that She was the lowest lane of Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Where she does not exist for anything else. And in... We've said it Older a few his... times on this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just she took longer for that to be that shift because Lois started becoming like a a big reporter, like an actual like on important stories investigative journalist in like 2008, 2009. Mary Jane, it's been like more we were in high school, <laughs> but Marvel is sometimes a little slow on the uptake. So yeah, anyways. Uh, Peter Cell goes off when Ned tries to call him, making Bryson Schultz, again, Ned has no chill, um, making Bryson Schultz think Aaron was setting well, him up.
0: Well, hold up. What teenager doesn't have their phone on vibrate? Mine has been on vibrate since 2008 because schools <laughs> would take it away if it went off in class.
1: Even then, though, like, just don't call him. Give
2: him a second. He's also waiting for his next mission. Come on, Jordan.
3: <laughs> also, really, on.
1: realistically, that's what it is. It yeah. Fast.
3: Um, fucking 2016.
1: But Ringer, Ringers on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Spidey intervenes and then tries to fight the crooks. He chases them until a vulture swoops down and grabs him. He drops him into the river as he gets tangled in his parachute. Iron Man then comes down and saves Peter, finding out where he is because of a tracker in his suit. It drives me fucking crazy that Peter gets mad at him for this. Um, Iron Man. Yeah. Then comes- yeah. yeah. Tony is. Tony is not in the suit, as he's basically calling Peter, but he tells him to stay out of crime fighting for his own good. That's they never why explain why he's
0: in India, do they?
1: No, but it doesn't matter. That's just a thing from the comics and, like, from the animated, like, Marvel universe of just Tony sometimes not isn't being... in the suit.
0: No, I get that. I get that. He, but, like, I want to know why Tony himself is actually, like, in a different country of like what he's Probably up something to.
1: something for business, realistically. Yeah.
0: And, sh- I- uh, I get why it makes you angry that Peter gets upset that Tony has a tracker in his suit. And it's it's one of those things where I think you're supposed to be. It's kind of like when you're watching The Little Mermaid as a kid and Ariel goes, I'm 16, dad. And you're like, yeah. And then you become a 20-year-old. You're like, you dumb bitch, shut up.
1: Yeah, as a child, you're like, you're a <laughs> little
0: So I think the whole point of this movie, and on a bigger scale, this version of Peter Parker is he's trying to get up there. But right now, it's too big for him.
1: But it's 16 if Tony Stark handed me a suit and was like, hey, this is your Spider-Man suit now, I'd be like, this has a tracker in it. This is probably recording me at all times.
0: You're smarter than average 16-year-olds. I'm just at saying 16. that, like,
1: I feel like most 16-year-olds would be like, yeah, there's a tracker in this. Of course there fucking is. Like, yeah, why wouldn't there be I'm 16?
0: <laughs> he feels like because he fought with the Avengers, he's got, it's like, I, it makes sense from a character development point Peter of view.
1: has an ego. <laughs> um... No, Peter just does not understand what the fuck he is doing. Which Um, honestly, me all the time.
0: Why do you think I relate to him so much?
1: (laughs) Yes. You though have enough self preservation, and that is what Tom. Are you talking to me or Jordan or both of us? Jordan has self preservation. And how I know this is because I've asked Jordan before if he saw something like this going down in real life, if he would try to, like, intercede and, like, be a hero. And he was like, no, I'm turning around, leaving and pretending I didn't see anything.
0: For the <laughs> record, depends on the crime. Gun sale, fuck that shit.
1: But I t- said, Spe- like, this kind of example, like, this yeah. kind of thing. Not, like, a murder or somebody being, like,
0: if assaulting. someone's getting mugged or, God forbid, there is a fire slash active shooter, I will help, if I'm on my way, help someone get out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you see somebody being assaulted, like you're gonna yell. But like shit, like this, where it's like a drug deal or a gun sale or like any of that kind no. of stuff, that like this is the cops' job and no. Unless I got hurt. to the point
0: where I start carrying a gun on me, I'm not getting involved.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> and I don't even carry a knife on me. You're not even supposed to bring a knife to a gunfight.
1: This version of Peter doesn't have that self preservation <laughs> part of his brain that goes, "If I do this, I will die." <laughs>
0: arguably no version of peter had that at certain points but like because we don't see the uncle ben stuff go down with this one with the other two it very much becomes a like they're they're reacting by behaving in ways that are dangerous yeah and to be fair they have their powers and they think that that's boom i'm invincible yeah
1: anyways (laughs) um uh, do, 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 do. Peter considers returning to the party, but Ned has uh has him on the here on the phone. Uh has him here over the phone that flashes everyone mocking Peter. Peter then finds a weapon that one of the crooks leaves behind. Penis Parker. Penis Parker. <laughs> At Tomb's lair, Bryce admits to dropping his weapon as he was using his electric gauntlet, gauntlets, calling himself Shocker. The Shocker. Uh, fed up with Bryce's carelessness, Toom cuts him from the team, but Bryce threatens to spill their secrets to Toom's wife and the public. Toombs responds by grabbing a powerful gun off Mason's desk and incinerating Bryce with it, mistaking an anti gravity gun for a laser gun. He then gives Schultz the gauntlet so he can be shocker, because that kind of implies that Schultz won't say anything.
0: <laughs> Schultz is the shocker in yeah. the comics.
1: No, I know. There's,
0: well, what a fun little Easter egg.
1: Too.
0: Yeah. And then Phineas, the other guy, he's the tinkerer.
1: Yeah. Also, if Jordan says something, it's probably for me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, With Ned's help, Peter cracks open the weapon to find the power core. He finds Schultz again and places a tracker on him, discovering that he's going to Maryland. To get there, Peter rejoins the decathlon team as they head to D.C. for the Nationals competition. And upcoming is my least favorite scene. (laughs) Alright, so, Peter sneaks out and goes to find Schultz as Spider-Man. No, Dwight, why did I write it like that? <laughs> Anyways, um, he catches the villains attempting to hijack the damage control truck with more weaponry inside. During his failed his attempt to foil the villains, Spidey is knocked unconscious and wakes up in a damage-control warehouse, unable to leave because the door is sealed until morning. Peter talks to the AI system in his suit, who he refers to as Karen. She helps Peter get a better understanding of how his suit works. He even tells her about his feelings for Liz. He I like we he starts learns- using
0: the AI as a therapist. I know. But, like, it also feels like a really slippery slope that Spider-Man could have just became the movie Her real quick.
1: Oh, absolutely. Her ex machina very quickly. Oh, my God. Um... His relationships with the AIs are, are funny. They are.
0: Yeah. I'm happy that in his head he heard that voice and went, I'm going to treat this like a middle-aged woman and not someone my own age.
1: This is my mother now. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Peter doesn't have a mom, so he finds it in AI.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Before this, he was just really, really sensitive about Siri. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you can make Siri a man, which then would maybe hurt him even my more. Siri.
0: I tried making my Siri a British man to sound like Jarvis, but it doesn't sound enough like Jarvis. It's my like... Siri
2: is a British man just because I like it. Mine's not oh. British, but it is a man. It's the American. Oh, I still one. have
0: the I still have the original.
2: Yeah, no, I don't like the original. Yeah, the woman the woman kind of freaks me out a little bit.
0: That's sexist.
2: Okay, and what about <laughs> it? I'm a woman. <laughs> Any
0: Lyman, misogynist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. uh da, 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 bup, bup. He also learns that the power core is basically a bomb that will go <laughs> off when exposed to radiation. Uh, when he realizes that he's about to miss the competition, Peter has Karen help him unlock the doors as he rushes to the competition. Peter missed the entire competition, but the team wins thanks to the help of reserved loner Michelle Jones, played by Zendaya. The team then heads over over to the Washington Monument. He calls Ned to warn him about the power core that he was holding, but is unable to get a message through. As Spidey, he rushes up the monument. I hate this scene. Oh, I do too.
0: Which part?
1: The whole thing? Him going up the monument. I am terrified of heights. And for some reason, when it's camera looking down the height that they're up, um, it makes me nauseous. It makes me really dizzy. I don't get motion sick, but like if it's showing how high up someone is on a building, it's like
0: So most you... Spider-Man movies don't do it for you then?
1: No, it has to be top down. Gotcha. Like it has to be looking down on them.
2: I just feel like this whole this whole scenario freaks me out because like I'm always afraid of being like stuck in an elevator. What if an elevator stops working? What if the elevator just falls many flights? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh I also just like <laughs> Okay, so here's a fun fact about me. Uh, my anxiety presents in a, in crowds presents in a lot of ways of I am convinced somebody is going to pull something out and shoot me. Um or have like a bomb. When we went to the Washington, like, mall where the monument and, like, the Vietnam Memorial is and, like, the Lincoln Memorial is and all that stuff, I was just nervous the entire time because if anyone's gonna do something, it's gonna be there.
2: Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I just remember. Is this more
1: about how you don't know where buildings in Washington, D.C. No, are, No, no, no,
2: no. I would just remember there's that line with uh, Zendaya where she says she doesn't want to go in because she doesn't want to- uh, Uh, Because it was built by slaves. Yeah, celebrate a building built by slaves. And Martin Starr's character's like, I
1: don't think it would. And then the security guard's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it is. (laughs) I think a lot of people don't realize that because I couldn't name for you when it was built. I don't know. Honestly, I
0: couldn't either. I was a history major. It's just there.
1: I know generally when the current White House was built, and generally when the building of Congress is built, but beyond that, like, could not tell you when any of those memorials went up.
0: The construction started in 1848.
1: Okay, yeah. how soon after Lincoln getting shot in the back of the head did he get a monument? You
0: mean
1: because the Lincoln Memorial? Got, yeah, because he got shot in 1860-something?
0: I want to say 65. It was right after the Civil War.
1: And it was there in 1965.
2: The the Lincoln Memorial was built in
1: 1914. Okay. So, like, he'd been dead, like, a while. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they don't usually do that while the people are still alive.
1: Well, no. I was curious if this ended up almost being, like, a pharaoh situation, where, like, the day he died, they start building the pyramids. I know with pharaohs, it's the day they were born, but... I mean,
2: they might have had, like, been in discussion then been like hey maybe do you
1: <laughs> think it fucked pharaohs in ancient egypt up a little bit that like their entire lives their tombs were being built like they were watching
2: yeah that would freak me out but i don't and, know like if, if you were a slave up.
0: no like, i'd start putting were... requests in
1: but if you were well you can't if you were a slave, I'm fucking
0: pharaoh don't tell me what i can do
1: well no because it's uh, you wouldn't because it's a very specific it's built a very specific way that went with your beliefs and if it's built wrong you won't become a god no yeah <laughs> and like the slaves like that are serving this person are like I'm gonna be buried alive in there one day like cool
2: guys actual history class sorry which um, honestly I probably need maybe that should be our next series <laughs>
1: just <laughs> sometimes I question gaps in people's knowledge and then I remember that we all went to public school oh yeah no yeah. I like remember the history education that people got it at, at our high school like okay I'm gonna be honest like
2: two weeks ago I figured out that the school that they go to in Glee is named after a president and I didn't know that
0: what's the name of the school?
2: William McKinley.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: He got um, shot.
1: Yes, he did. And uh, I'm writing down this timestamp, and I will cut this if Victoria wants me to, but uh, Victoria also didn't learn that the White House and the Capitol were two different buildings. (laughs) I'm so fucking happy
0: you said it before I did.
1: (laughs) January 6th, 2021, insurrection was when Victoria learned that from me. (laughs) Like, not even from the news, from a text message I sent.
0: And we were all there for it.
1: Oh.
2: Okay, because to be honest, like, everything in Washington, to me, is just the White House. I'm like, that's all, like, I know there's different buildings, but to me, it's all just one.
0: Because there was more important stuff going on at that moment. I know we let it slide, but it felt a lot like that, like that scene in Friends where Ross goes, Monica couldn't tell time till she was 13. And she goes, it's hard for and Chandler goes, it's okay, honey, it's hard. And then she turns around and he goes, Oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite things that has ever happened. And I I hate the Proud Boys. I will go on record saying that. But part of the reason I'm mad is because I couldn't take the time that needed because other things were going on. Oh my god, yeah. P-
3: put a pin in the-
1: Yeah. We're like, some people may die. We have to put a pin in this. But yeah. Anyways. Um. Uh, but the core goes off in Ned's backpack as the team is riding up the elevator. Spidey continues to climb the monument to save the team, but he can't get through the window without using great force. Police arrive in choppers and order Spidey to drop to the ground. Against their orders, Spidey leaps over the choppers and swings from the bottom. He breaks in and tries to hold the falling elevator with his web, but the weight pulls him down. He is unable to hold the web... Uh, he's able to hold the web while everyone inside the elevator climbs out. Loses the last person and nearly falls with the elevator, but Spidey catches her with a web and rescues her.
0: As cinema since put it, it's not a Spider-Man movie unless his girlfriend's in danger.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, that's his whole thing. Yep. <laughs> um, but back in New York, Karen reveals the Spider-Man suit records everything Peter's seen. I knew I didn't come up with that myself
0: which if you think if he's ever taken a piss in that suit
1: gross that's child porn not
0: in that suit but like you know
1: no i know what you mean that's why i said after that's child porn technically yeah yeah
2: yeah i know i i had that thought while watching this yesterday i was like oh my god there's a lot that could be wrong there but yeah it's a movie so let's not think about it
1: yeah Anyway, um, he attempts. Uh, she gets a visual on Aaron, and Spidey finds him in a parking garage, web slinging his hand to his trunk. Um, I, I don't part. know why that's funny to me, but it is. It is. <laughs> funny. I like this
0: part because he tries to be aggressive. Yeah.
1: I I also
2: like that um, Don Glover's character is like, "Come on, man! I got ice cream in there."
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like, dude, come on. <laughs> Um, he attempts to interrogate him to find out why he was trying to get tech from Tombs Goons. Uh, Aaron is that their says official he,
0: name? The Tombs Goons?
1: Tombs Goons. Good. Uh, Aaron says he was trying to get them out of his neighborhood. He figures that Spidey is new to being a hero. Aaron tells Spidey that Tombs uh, is meaning to gather more tech at the Staten Island Ferry later that afternoon. Spider Man then leaves Aaron web stuck to the trunk. <laughs>
0: And he says it'll dissolve in a couple hours.
1: In two
2: hours, yep. I'm sorry, I got yeah. distracted. You can add photos in the notes app? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's okay. now going to be this beautiful picture of me in the Spider-Man <laughs>
0: notes. Yeah, no, I really like how basically he goes to confront uh, Aaron Davis. He's like, listen, man, I wanted a regular gun. <laughs> and these people show up and they're giving me this laser thing. Yeah. Like he's not into it yet.
1: I no, was yeah. not looking for this shit, my man. Like, um, on the ferry, Toombs is meeting with another criminal named Mac Gargan. 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 It's Gargan. Mm-hmm. And everything I found, it was Gargan. If IMDb has it wrong, I will not be surprised. But, <laughs> huh.
0: I know I always heard it as garland.
1: I have Not no garland. idea cuz it's gargand. Gargan.
0: And I've heard it in like multiple things.
1: Mac Gargan.
0: Gargantuan. Okay.
1: Yep. Spidey gets a call from Tony but he lies about what he's doing. Spidey spots Schultz on the boat but sees Toons and doesn't realize that he is in fact Vulture. Uh, he swings in and incapacitates Gargan and his goons. Toombs tries to use a weapon on Spidey, but he holds it down with his webbing. This backfires since the weapon becomes unstable and splits the ferry in half. Spidey then tries to hold the ferry together with his webbing, but it's not strong enough, continues to split. As Spidey holds on as much as he can, Iron Man and his tiny drone show up and put the ferry back together and save everyone.
0: Which we could have used when the Suez Canal got stuck. (laughs) Which just kind of... Stuck.
2: I do huh. think this scene is cool. I just like—I don't know—it's cool to watch.
1: If a shot like that wasn't in everything Spider-Man ever, I'd be like, "Yeah, this is cool."
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, like, it, kind of like his girlfriend being in danger—he's always gotta—he's always gotta hold yeah. two things together.
2: Yeah, I also, and it's like. There's the one guy on the ferry that's like, yeah, Spider-Man, and then Iron Man shows up, and he's like, yeah, Iron Man, and all I could think of was Jordan. I was like, this would be Jordan. Was yeah. I was,
0: before you said the Hey, Iron Man part, my inner monologue defaults to, yeah, Spider-Man, like when I'm not thinking about anything.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: I am that man. <laughs>
1: Spidey retreats to a rooftop and Iron Man finds him, chewing him out for not listening to him and lying to him about what he was doing with the suit. Peter then attempts to put the blame on Tony for what happened with the ferry for not listening to him about the vulture. But Tony steps out of his suit this time and reveals he did in fact, listen to Peter as he sent the FBI on the same ferry that Toomes was on. He goes on to remind Peter that while nobody got harmed, if somebody did, it would have been on Peter feeling that he's unworthy of it. Tony demands Peter give him the spidey suit back. Peter becomes a five-year-old immediately and starts begging (laughs) in a very sad display. Yes. Um... All I can think of is when I watch that scene is when Cody and Noel did the reacted to the virginity thing on there on that's cringe. And they're like, when you're when you're doing this as a as a person, as a man, you have been reduced to nothing. Yes. When you have your hands folded and are slightly bent over begging, (laughs) reevaluate
2: who you are. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm not going to reevaluate shit. I paid this dominatrix $3,000. I'm in this position on purpose
2: okay I don't okay. know I just
0: I really thought that'd be funny Charted. I thought that'd go over better I'm not gonna lie
2: that was like out of pocket
0: um, 90% of what I say is out of pocket
1: true yeah. well, uh, please Tony saying he is nothing out the suit to which Tony says if you're nothing without it you don't deserve it or some shit like that
2: <laughs> honestly that's about accurate to uh, script's line.
1: <laughs> there we go. Uh, Peter fails to convince Tony to let him stay with the suit. He goes home to Aunt May dejected. She gets it, gets on him for not answering his phone all day, even going to the police to find out where he was. She also knows about him sketchy, skipping detention at school earlier that day, and that he missed out on the decathlon competition in Washington, and that he sneaks out of the house every night. See, I told you that, like, she knows she's just choosing... Like, not to do anything. Yeah, Teenagers ain't slick. Um, every night, demanding an exclam- explanation, he admits to getting fired from the Stark internship. Peter resumes his life as a student, spending more time with Ned. Peter finds Liz at school, admits to liking her, which she already knew. They always know. Just admit it. You're <laughs> never surprising them. Like, we always know- <laughs> So you really have nothing to lose. Just tell your crush you like them. Shoot your shot. Because realistically, if you know them, they've already made the decision. <laughs> and they're just waiting for like confirmation either way.
0: Is this a message for the audience or to me? I got I lost I don't know. Point. You were
1: staring at me for a second. And so I couldn't tell if you were to comment and weren't sure if I was done. So I was waiting to see if you would talk.
0: I don't know. I, at, at some point, it started to feel personal.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, just in life. Like, of course she fucking knew. Like, most girls, when they find out that a guy has a crush on them, they're like, yeah, I know. Like...
0: We're not good but, at But line. they
1: weren't ready to talk about it, so like, I wasn't going to make them, you know? Um. Anyways, he asks her to the homecoming dance, which she accepts. On the night of the dance, Peter goes to pick up Liz, only to learn that her father is in fact Adrian Toons.
0: This fucking plot twist, when I first saw the movie, bravo. Honestly, like,
2: yeah, I know. It really... It's not
0: a plot twist in the sense of like, they've been building up to it. It just happens, and it makes so much sense, but it never crosses your mind, because she talks about her dad. He talks about his family, but you never at any point think that.
2: I think part of it, too, like, not to get crazy here, but... Are you about to say
1: what I just said?
0: (laughs) No, yeah, it has to do with the fact that she's mixed race, and he is white. And he also says some things that make you think his daughter's like a toddler sometimes, but yeah, no well, because
1: he's showing the drawing at that one point, and then you have the eight years later, and like the age thing is so fucking weird because that's also implying that Liz drew that picture of the Avengers at twelve.
0: Did she draw it? I I remember him he saying says, he found daughter, it on the floor.
1: No, it's my daughter's yeah. drawing. Like he's showing off something his daughter made. Like the way a proud dad does about like his six year old.
0: But she was twelve yeah
1: yeah well she's like you assume
0: 17 but they were doing movie. the math
1: that she was eight yeah yeah, yeah so she even was for 13. an eight-year-old
0: that's kind of sad
1: but it's like a little more normal like you still do art in school that like doesn't fucking matter like isn't real shit yeah it's just, like drawing with a certain medium that they've decided on like so like that's like different but they act like she's like a toddler in that scene but then either way you do the math it's like
0: Ooh. Not
1: yeah. great. yeah yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and when I saw that, I went, oh, like, I, I leaned in my seat. I was like, "I, you had my attention, but now it's like, okay, let's go.
2: Yeah, no, that really pulls me through for a loop. When I first <gasps> also, because it.
0: like in the like, comics, vultures like got one foot in the grave. Like he's an old fucking man.
1: Old man. <laughs> he is old, old.
2: Also, yeah, did was Birdman before or after this
1: movie? <laughs> before. Birdman just, came out... Just um, funny. When, like,
0: early in he went Batman, Birdman, Vulture. He's got a theme, yeah. Michael Keaton.
1: Good for him. <laughs> Birdman's such a good movie. Sucks. It's so good.
0: I have to watch it still.
1: Oh, so good. it's so good. Um, It's wild, but it's phenomenal. Yeah. Anyways. Um... Oh god. Sorry. After some awkward photos, Toomes drives Peter and Liz to the dance. As Liz tells Adrian about Peter's background and the events at Washington, he slowly starts putting together the pieces of Peter's circumstances and figuring out he's Spider-Man. I do not blame this on Liz. This is just unfortunate. Yeah, no. Well, because any grown adult human that's been watching the news, if you listen to what Liz is saying about Peter, you're gonna put together that he's Spider-Man.
0: Also, he kind of knows his voice at this point, yeah. and then the entire photo shoot, Peter's just been staring at him.
1: And, like, being fucking weird. Yeah. And, like, so it's either he's racist or Spider-Man are the I- only options. <laughs>
0: They're not mutually exclusive. Peter Parker, not a race. I'm just saying technically not mutually exclusive.
1: Yes, they. T- he technically could be both, but...
0: He also played it off if- at first as like, oh, you're nervous because I'm your date's dad, huh, son? And then it just... then it just goes and he's like okay you're more nervous or you plan on doing something really dirty with my daughter what
1: are you doing (laughs) yeah because if i was him my immediate thing if like they were being weird and staring at me would be like oh he's racist and thinks it's fucked up that like i married a black woman and like had a kid with her like that's what it make sense because he's going to homecoming with with a a, with a person of
0: color with a mixed-race girl. Okay,
1: fair. You know what? Yeah, i just be concerned that he drugs somewhere on his body. You know what this would make me think of? I went to college with a kid that, for prom, um, a girl that was not, like, part of their high school. It was one of the people in the limo's dates. And she brought pot brownies and gave them to everybody in the car without telling them what they were (gasps) and so this entire limo rolled up to their senior prom high as fuck on edibles some of them for the first time oh my god and you assume it's
0: someone someone in that limo had multiple brownies
1: yeah and like the person i went to college with just was like i don't Like, I'm saving my appetite for, like, when we get there and there's all the fancy food. Like, I don't want one. And he was, like, the only one sober. Oh, my God. And it's my my favorite thing. He told me that story and I went, it's difficult to make me speechless. But, like, I have no reaction to that other than, oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Because I can't imagine. I can't imagine my first edible high being at prom.
0: By accident.
1: I I was also going to say, like, just. The
2: idea of me high at 17, like, just, like, doesn't even, I can't even process it.
1: I can't. Yeah, like, it would have been bad. Especially because at me and Victoria's prom, we had to go through West Point Military Academy security Yeah, and had to do breathalyzers, and it was the cadets that were on duty doing that shit. Yeah, And so, like, we would have been passing army police-
0: yeah, I'm already nervous terrible. enough around the military. Now you're making me high and underage in front of them, and I'm like, Ooh.
1: high and seventeen, just trying to go to my prom.
2: I think I, I would have told the limo driver to bring me home.
0: <laughs> although, although to be a fly on the wall in that at that prom, yeah. I want I want to just see those five kids for. I want to watch a video of them at, at having their prom experience.
1: It's oh, my, my favorite God. thing. And what point? One of them to
0: had to cry in the bathroom.
1: What's fucking hilarious to me, we had a lot of that at prom, but not because of anything like No, I that just mean like they're so overwhelmed and so high,
0: they're having a just crying attack.
1: Yeah, no. Um. The other thing is I had other friends in college that went to the same high school and were good friends with this kid. And I was like, so you were all high? And they were like, no, we got out of it because he was going with somebody else and he was going with like his date's limo and we were going to meet up at prom. We were in a completely different limo. <laughs> it's like how lucky you guys are because one of those guys does not respond well to weed and like has never had a good high and i just like that it really and knowing that and having that knowledge and like all parents have like some weird story from their youth like that in their brains i'd be like no like you're gonna give my daughter acid or something like why are you being so (laughs) why why are you
0: staring at me
1: like what is your deal my man yeah um. anyways uh, Liz leaves the car and Toomes quietly threatens to like kill Peter uh, by telling him to stay out of his business also he threatens to kill Aunt May <laughs> he just threatens to kill all of them oh, it's yeah, like fuck yeah.
0: also why... hot... Say, hot tip for anybody that wants to become a Spider-Man villain don't threaten Aunt May cause it'll he, Peter will fuck you up like it is has happened I feel
1: like this Peter won't fuck you up This Peter was just scared. (laughs) Yeah,
0: fair, but like generally speaking,
1: yeah. When he's an adult, don't threaten Aunt May because Peter will fuck you the shit up. Um, what's so terrifying about this scene and why Michael Keaton plays Tomb so well is he doesn't yell. Like throughout the entire thing, he's just quiet.
2: I was gonna like. I didn't remember being like so terrified by this villain. Like the first time I watched it. But I don't know. I was like freaking out watching it last night.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't yell. And not only that, he doesn't tell Peter, stop what you're doing or I'm going to go after you. He goes, you do your thing and I do mine, but don't come in my way.
1: Just stay away from me and you'll stay alive. And he even
0: says, I'm happy that I know Liz is safe with you or something like that, doesn't he? yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And everything he does is like soft and just even like before when he accidentally vaporizes vaporize the guy he grabs that gun so calmly like everything he does is just so like yeah this is what i'm doing now yeah. like i guess I that's made this why decision freaks four me out ago, but i yeah well now imagine you
0: doing that victoria
2: gee <laughs> thanks fine.
1: um no i mean that's a whole thing that you learn in acting school, it's like sometimes a scene is more powerful if you don't yell. If you just get really quiet when the audience is going to assume that you're going to
0: yell. Well, going back to Peter and threatening Aunt May, there is a point in the comics where he's, after trying to figure out who shot Aunt May, goes up to these villains. And because he's they're all used to him quipping, he is silent. He just goes up to these people without saying a word, and it scares the shit out of his villains because he's usually funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the whole thing on, like, the whole reason that Batman is scary is because he just doesn't speak or it's very calm. Yeah. And, like, it's just, this is this is what is going to happen. I am laying it out in front of you. Like, <laughs> live your dreams.
0: Do what you will with that information.
1: Yeah. Uh, during the dance, Peter learns that Tombs plans to steal a shipment of weaponry. From a plane coming from the Avengers Tower heading to their new headquarters in the Hudson Valley. <laughs> uh, Peter ditches Liz and rushes to get his homemade Spider-Man suit. You just should have gone naked, my man. Or, like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, to stop Tombs, he heads outside and is attacked by Schultz with his gauntlet. Peter tries to reach his web shooter, but Schultz continues to be the shit out of him. He is saved by Ned. And Peter Sh- sticks Schultz to a bus with his wedding. Spidey rushes to stop tombs with Ned behind being his eyes and ears.
0: Guy in the chair.
1: Guy in the chair. Um yeah. Ned looks like Wade from Kim Possible. <laughs> and I hate it. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, yeah. He does. Yeah. Like he just is Wade. He kinda But is. you see
0: him in person.
1: Yeah. True. Um uh, <laughs> Uh, Ned tries to get in touch with Happy, but he doesn't care about it and hangs up on him. Spidey finds Tooms in his lair. Toombs attempts to reason with Peter that he's only doing what he believes necessary and that the world isn't as black and white as Peter believes it to be. Which is true, but whatever. Not on this. Tooms is still wrong. Um, but it turns out to be a distraction as Toombs unleashes his suit and it, as it flies around the area, destroying support beams and causing a bunch of shit to fall on Peter uh tombs leaves him to die this is the other reason that he's terrifying he doesn't kill peter he just kind of does something he knows will kill peter and leaves or yeah. assumes yeah well yeah. if you drop a cement building basically like overpass
0: but you know the person's a superhero and it's like a new superhero and i don't know all your abilities yet it's like a, there's a 50-50 yeah, but, 50 50 like, chance you can
1: assume like you've seen yeah. most of what he can do And at the end of the day, a large rock falling on your head, it doesn't matter what powers you you have, you're dead. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, If your head gets crushed, it's one of those universal truths. Things that breathe oxygen will drown, almost everything can be set on fire- if you crush its head, it will die. Like, those that's- are just kind of universally true. You're either
0: going to die or the Hulk comes out. But that's in one very specific situation.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the three points that you made are just the plot of Midsummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, those yeah. are universally true of most living organisms. Um. Anyways. Uh... Peter struggles to lift the rubble off of him and fears that he's going to die. He then remembers Tony wor- Tony's words and uses all of his strength to pull himself out and have to do it alone without Tony's help. This is I love reason- this scene. Yeah, no, it's a great scene. This is the other reason, though, that I feel like Vulture was just like, yeah, this kid's definitely going to die. He's not in, like, his suit. He's in sweats. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's got nothing that's going to do the heavy lifting for
0: him. Exactly, yeah. But um, no, I love this scene so much because Every version of Spider-Man has a scene, at least some point in their series or trilogy, whatever, where like Peter becomes Spider-Man. I, I always have referred to it as like the quintessential kind of Spider-Man moment. And with uh, you know, Toby and Andrew, it's it comes so because you see their origins, it comes pretty soon. Like one of the first times they use their powers.
3: Yeah, it's or, like very early.
0: Towards the on. very end of the movie, but it's so attached to their origin. Here, Peter's had his powers, what, nine months now? Because it was six mm-hmm. in Civil War and now three. Mm-hmm. So he's hasn't really been doing this. He's been going almost a year now without having had that moment. And the fact that also mm-hmm. now he has it alone. Because of the other versions, it happens in a public setting. Like, yeah. it just it works so well. And I really like it.
1: It's also just automatically suspenseful because he's under a pile of rocks. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> And, like, we didn't know there were going to be sequels yet. We only knew about this movie, and for a moment there...
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. If, did you really think that they were just going to kill him off like that? In that his own movie,
1: No. But For a moment there, I went, no way, right? Like, they didn't just do a movie of fan service and then are killing him off because they can't make a sequel.
0: The credits <laughs> just roll.
1: That's not what I'm about to watch, right? Like, <laughs> there was just, like, a split second in my brain where I went there's actual suspense for this because I don't know if he's getting a sequel. Learen, if that happened, I think I would... I You would
2: have just seen me sobbing there. I would have just been sobbing in this theater and then I would be like, and you have to leave me here. I cannot go on.
1: Because it's not even that Like I expected them to do it. It was just a moment where I realized if they wanted to, they could have. They could. Oh my god. Like... I was just like, ooh, no. I usually don't have this watching Marvel movies.
0: The the, the concrete just falls. You get those, like, Adam McKay-style texts. It's like, Vulture got away with all the weapons and became a millionaire. Right to credits. <laughs>
1: Like, there was a split moment where my brain went, what is going to happen if this is actually Miles Morales' (laughs) origin story? And that's why Donald Glover's there, and they're just going to kill off Peter Parker. Oh my god. I got really, like, it was just kind of like this thing that that you had with Endgame, where you knew so many of those actors' contracts were ending, and we didn't know who had re-upped yet and who hadn't, except that Chris Evans and uh, Robert Downey Jr. hadn't. But we still didn't know what was going to happen, and so, like, there were actual stakes in that movie when people were in danger.
0: Oh, When we get to Infinity War and Endgame, I can't wait to just re-explain a scene, and then both of us get to say what we thought was going to happen.
1: Because mm-hmm. it just there were actual stakes, and I legitimately didn't know what was going on. And it's also just always a weird experience for me when I'm like, I don't know how this movie is going to end.
0: Because like, you don't, don't know who they're going to kill off or and how they're going to write them off. At what point is it going to happen? Do you kill someone Even off in, in the, the middle th- to motivate them throughout the rest? Did you do it at the end? like?
1: Even in this movie, though, because we didn't know what was happening with Sony. We just knew that he was in Civil War and he was getting this movie. And I was like, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> um, I would have respected them if they did it. There'd be a weird part of me that would be like... Okay, like, you had an idea and you committed. Uh... Respect. <laughs> like, anyways, um, Spidey launches onto Vulture's suit as he intercepts the plane. Toomes tries to gather what he needs, but Spidey foils his plan. Toomes get in his, suits, in his suit, fights Spider-Man on the plane, they knock out the turbines, the plane starts heading towards Coney Island, Spider-Man is able to maneuver the plane away from the city and onto the beach as it crashed lands update if that happened that would still fuck everyone who was on coney island like they would still all die oh, <laughs> i, I yeah. thought there was no one there there's no one on the beach there the park is is like act like the park would still get fucked up
0: yeah like, but i don't think they the showed chocolates. anyone there no
1: there are lights on that's all no, i remember here's
0: a dumb question is coney island 24 hours no
1: no but th- they're open okay. late but they're not 24 hours gotcha and they're open like, later in the like the summer. Yeah, they show the rides going and stuff. There's obviously yeah, that's people what I there. Yeah. It's like okay. the roller coaster is going. The roller yeah. coaster's going and the, the Ferris wheel. Oh. Yeah, like there are people there. They would still that Ferris wheel would fall. Like, oh yeah. I'm just saying. It's one of those times that Marvel's kinda yada yada is their physics. It's okay. Anyway. It's okay. We accept it. Uh, attempts to get away with the weaponry, but Spider-Man tries to warn him that they are about to explode. Toombs tries flying away anyway, but the core blows and he goes crashing down. Spidey finds Toomes and saves him, but he leaves him next to the rest of the weaponry for Happy and the police to find later, leading Toomes to get arrested. At school, Peter finds out that Liz is moving to Oregon with her mother while her father is on trial. Dark. I feel like, yeah. I feel like that means that the mother, not even for a second, is questioning what happened. Yeah. Is like, yeah, no, my husband's doing.
0: This, well, so I mean, I like, h- how knows. do you say, "Oh, honey, it wasn't me"? When they found you wearing your wings near the crash site.
1: But still, your wife, like, for a moment, like for like a day, might be like.
0: Oh, I assumed there was more than a day or two had passed, but like, I, I kind of took no, it as like, not oh,
1: much time has passed. Because she refers to like last night when she tells him that she's mad that he ditched her. Yeah. It's yeah. like the next day. She cool. has a
0: hunch that he had something to do with this.
1: It's just wild to me that her mother was like, Yeah, your father 100% did this. He's on his fucking own to find a lawyer and go through this trial. We're moving to Oregon. Come on.
0: That's like, a man who's been sleeping on the couch lately.
1: Yeah, like fuck. Well, she
2: also, like, when they're at the house to take photos before the homecoming, she says something about like an offhand comment about like, oh, he's coming and going all the time. Like, it sounds like she's like not happy about it.
0: He probably has, he's probably been lying to her about what his job actually is for the past few years. And at some point she's going to assume he was cheating. It's like, no, honey, I was completely faithful in our marriage. I was selling alien tech on the black market.
1: (laughs) All you do is Blue 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 worse. (laughs) and i murdered someone
0: yeah
1: and i tried to murder a child i'm not being brought up on that charge but i tried to murder a child I think, okay i think that's the other reason that this
2: this villain freaks me out cuz like he's just like he's like i'm going this is a
1: child and i'm going to kill this child this child is my daughter's age give, like give or take a year younger like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, realistically, like, at this point, you can round up. Like, him and his daughter are basically the same age. Who gives a fuck? She says goodbye to Peter in hopes that he can figure himself out. Peter is back on the decathlon team, and Michelle has made captain. Uh, she quickly mentions her nickname, MJ. Peter then gets a text to go to the bathroom. Happy is there. Th- <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why reading that out loud made me uncomfortable. <laughs> this scene is so funny. The idea of a grown man meeting a child in the school bathroom. In the school bathroom, yeah. When you read it out of
2: context, sounds bad. And then the kid, the one kid, comes out of the stall and like washes his hands, and they're just like waiting there. Yeah. Imagine being that kid. I would be like, "What the actual fuck is happening in here?
1: (laughs) Is this a drug deal?" See, in my brain, I'd be like, "There is something very sketchy going on in the (laughs) bathroom." I just think someone should know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have to go tell a teacher. You like return to class and you're like, Hey, I don't mean to interrupt, but help. <laughs> help. Anyways, uh, she quickly mentions that her nickname is NJ. He then tells Peter that Tony wants to see him. Tony and Happy bring Peter to the new Avengers headquarters. Tony presents Peter with a brand new Superman's a brand new Spider-Man suit. To-
2: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That reminds me. When I was going to watch this movie last night, I have it on DVD, and I like pulled the DVD out.
3: Mm-hmm. And my
2: dad was like, what are you watching? Superman? I was like, I don't own a Superman movie.
0: My, uh, but okay. My... <laughs> I think one time when we went to New Mexico, we—I don't know if it was my family or my grandma—got my cousin's clothes. My cousin was like seven or eight at the time, so we got him a Spider-Man shirt, and he's opening it up with his dad. His dad goes, "Hey, Superman!" And I'm like, "Spider-Man." He goes, "What, Spider-Man?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't, he's like, "I don't know this shit, man."
2: I think it's—it's it's also the colors too. At least that's what my dad said. He's yeah. like, "I don't know. I saw red and blue."
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I get that. Sorry. Um. Oh, I have hiccups. However, Peter turns. Oh, um, telling him that there are reporters behind the wall waiting for a big announcement, meaning Tony is about to officially make Peter an Avenger. However, Peter turns Tony down, saying he prefers to be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man for now. Peter leaves and asks Tony if he was testing him and whether or not he passed. Tony seemingly confirms it, adding that there are no reporters. However, Tony is actually surprised that Peter made the mature choice of turning him down. And there really are a bunch of reporters outside. Pepper Potts comes out, asking where Peter is. She's frustrated that he left, so Happy covers for them by giving Tony a ring so he can propose to Pepper.
2: Happy has, happy has some line here. I don't know how it fits in. I've had that ring but in my wallet for eight years.
1: No. Oh. No. Does he say eight he's years say, or does he
0: say since 2008?
1: Eight years. That's the same thing, though. It's the same the thing, Express but yeah. Twenty sixteen, But he says, I've had that in my pocket for eight years. It's why oh. the
2: timeline in this movie makes no fucking sense. No, yeah. No, there's a line about Vision that he says <laughs> where he's like, yeah, Vision's not big on doors or walls.
1: Oh, yeah, he's like, just a warning, Vision uh, doesn't tend to, doesn't isn't aware of walls and doors or something like that. It's so. Or like, got they have to talk about
0: him like he's like the Avengers' pet?
1: He's like, guys, Vision. We've talked about this. You have to knock on the door, but the door was open. Like, the- um.
2: I also, whenever I watch this scene, I just think about how um. Gwen, there's an interview with Gwyneth Paltrow where she says she doesn't, she didn't know that she was in Spider-Man.
3: Yeah, it's and I mean, I don't.
2: I don't blame her because they filmed so many of these things. Like that clip could have been in anything for all she knew.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And And like, like, go ahead.
1: This filmed relatively close to them starting to shoot Infinity War and Endgame. So she really could have just been like, oh, like I got called because she filmed most of her stuff for Endgame in the very beginning and then at the end without putting spoilers in, like most of her stuff was filmed in the beginning. Yeah. And so I think in her brain, she was like, oh no, that was all end game stuff. Uh, yeah. All Infinity War and Endgame stuff because they filmed Infinity War and end game exactly back to back. This filmed right before, like I get.
0: Yeah. And without spoiling anything, there's, there's a scene in Infinity War where it's like her, Tony and Happy, which is like, those are the Iron Man trio. So it's like, yeah, they, these all blend in.
1: No, yeah, I it makes these sense. All one thing. Um, yeah, uh, when Peter gets home, he finds a bag from Tony on his bed. Tony is convinced and has given Peter back the original Spider-Man suit. Peter then proudly puts it on, not realizing Aunt May is behind him, leading her to blurt out, "What the fuck?" Well, so actually, she says, "What the
0: fuck?" Yeah, then it it cuts to the cut credits
1: before it says "fuck" because uh, they would have gotten an R rating.
0: No, aren't they allowed one in a PG-13 movie?
1: Nope. You get one in PG-13 television. You get one a season.
0: I always thought it was the rules you get one in a movie. No. Huh.
1: Yeah, you can't say the F word at all in anything under an R rating. That's lame. The MPA <laughs> is ridi- The MPAA is ridiculous. Like... Anyways, um, mid-credit scene shows Toom getting locked up at the raft, where he runs into Gargan, who mentions that he and other criminals are trying to get together to kill Spider-Man. Uh, Gargan then reveals that he heard a rumor that Toomes knows Spider-Man is who Spider-Man is. Toomes deny it. Toomes denies it, saying Spider-Man would already be dead if he knew. He then leaves Gargan to see Liz and his wife visiting him. This is the other thing. She's not trying to cut him out of her life, apparently, but she just immediately is like, we're going to Oregon. I'm not supporting I think you. she I'm
0: doesn't want crowd. to be shamed publicly, but this also You're adds- to be
1: shamed publicly anyway, my man.
0: I don't know. This adds another layer into, like, Vulture, where he has this weird sense of respect, and he has a code where he's like, he's not giving out Peter's identity.
1: No, I think he just wants to kill him himself. <laughs> like, he wants to do it, so he's not going to tell all the people.
0: But he has no that. reason to be like, oh, this is who it is. Like, yeah, if he's because gonna he kill
1: wants him. to do it himself. If he wants to do it himself, he's not going to tell anybody who Peter is, because then he won't get to do it.
0: Yeah. I always read that differently.
1: I don't think it's deep. I think Vulture wants to kill him. <laughs> Which, like, fair. Um... And then the post credit scene is cap- the stupidest post credit scene ever put on film.
2: Liaran, like, I remember she walked
1: out. She was like, I'm done. And she kind of. I watching this and I laughed. It's like,
0: it's so stupid. But at the same time, I'm like, you fuckers know that we wait. And you decided to fuck with us once. So, like, respect in a way.
1: He sat down and went, patience. And I went, I'm leaving. um this movie was too long to begin with I'm not sitting through this shit I'm not you had to pee I remember I had to pee (laughs) and like I don't like a ton of ed credit scenes just because like workers in movie theaters have a finite amount of time that they have to get things cleaned up between movies and having just endless post-credit scenes cuts down on that time yeah so I like feel bad because, like, you're trying to do a job. You just want to get in here and clean up and then go yeah. do whatever else you're doing.
2: I I feel for them, but also, like, I've said on the other hand, I feel like, I'm like, it gets people to watch the credits and you can really see how many people are part of making these movies. It, I don't Sweet, know.
1: But my thing with Marvel is everybody's checking their phone. When you go to a Marvel or DC movie and people are waiting for the post-credits, everybody's just on their phone or talking True. To and usually someone's things- going
0: how many post-credit scenes are in spider-man homecoming
1: yeah as time went on it would get to somebody would google everybody's talking and like one person theater would be like there are two and we'd all just sit yeah or like something like in that realm and it's just like yeah i feel bad especially like when they matter i don't i don't feel as shitty but like what i always compare it to is like nobody thought there was going to be post-credit scenes and into the Spider-Verse, but people stayed to watch those credits because they were dope. Like, they were just the way they were they done. Were. So and then we got also,
0: a fire dope post-credits scene. Yeah.
2: How many animators I remember? I remember... It. Like, it was it's like a 20. paragraph. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, God.
1: Anyways, um, he then asked the off-screen director of the PSAs how many more he has to do. Okay. There's only one casting fun fact. <laughs> i'm ready uh gary oldman was the other actor in the running for the role of vulture the role instead went to michael keaton both actors have appeared in different batman franchises uh gary oldman was considered for the role of vulture the role went to michael keaton instead both actors appeared as characters in different batman franchises gary oldman as detective james gordon and michael keaton as bruce wayne
0: I feel like if they went with Gary Oldman, they couldn't have done this version of Vulture, but probably one that's a little bit more like the comics, where he's just kind of a crazy old man. Not as much, but they
1: could have done this exact vulture. Gary Oldman's played roles like it before. Gary Oldman has some of the widest range. Like he is one of the best male actors out there right now.
0: Oh, I know he's fantastic, but
1: Yeah, he could have done this like just like Michael Keaton, I don't think this role would have been all that much work for him. Okay. Um, he's phenomenal I love him the big thing I point out is like he is just a character when he's on screen like if you were to show the big three that I know him for are like the fifth element Harry Potter and
0: Batman, Batman.
1: and like those are very clearly like three separate characters he's a fucking loon in the fifth element and Harry Potter he's like your fun uncle <laughs> Who like has some pretty serious trauma. Um and he's to sit you down and talk about
0: some serious shit occasionally.
1: Yeah. But in in Batman, it's he's like a dad. Like he's just like a like the grizzled cop, but also like a family man. It's cute. Um, Gary Oldman is my favorite Jim Gordon, if you could tell. <laughs> it would be JK Simmons if we were allowed to see that.
0: See him more, yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyways, okay, so just some general fun facts. Kenneth Choi, who plays Principal Morita, uh, also played Jim also played Jim Morita, one of the Howling Commandos in Captain America the First Avenger. In the principal's office, you can see a photo of the Howling Commando Commandos hinting at that they are related and that the principal is his grandson. Jennifer Connelly, this is just a cute one, Jennifer Connelly voices Spider-Man's computer, Karen. Her husband, Paul Bettany, had voiced Iron Man's computer, Jarvis, and went on to play Vision. Oh, that's cute. She she was also cast because of her appearance in the John Hughes-produced Career Opportunities. Homecoming pays homage to Hughes' high school films, and casting Connelly was done in tribute to his career. Connolly was also previously cast as Betty Ross in the 2003 Hulk movie. Not the one that's part of the MCU. Um, Aaron Davis mentions he has a nephew. In the comics, Aaron Davis is the Ultimate Marvel Universe version of the villain, the Prowler, whose nephew is Miles Morales, a.k.a. the second Ultimate Spider-Man. Tom Holland spent a few days attending classes at the Bronx High School of Science in New York City to prepare for his role as Peter Parker. He used one of his acting coach's names as an alias. Um, Spider-Man never punches any of the villains he fights. He uses his webs, he counters his enemies' punches, which continue- causes them to punch each other. He even kicks them, but he never straight out punches them.
0: That was a thing in the 90s animated show, both with the Spider-Man and X-Men, where like Fox didn't want to show them actually punch so, like, they would hit them in other ways or use the webs.
1: Yeah. Um, the cast had to watch John a uh, John Hughes movie marathon to prepare. This movie is, a first and foremost, a coming-of-age tale, so John Watts turned to the master of such stories, John Hughes. He gave us a lot of movies to watch, Tom Hollinson. Uh, there's so many mo- movies, and we basically all just sat down in our houses, and we watched them in one day <laughs> and just had, like, dominoes. Uh, The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Pretty in Pink, Sixteen Candles. There were loads of them. So maybe they all did it together. I can't tell from this quote what they were doing. Yeah, because they are
0: houses. But he made it sound like a group effort.
1: And he's also saying that it was when they were in Atlanta, which is where they filmed 90% of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Prior to its release, this movie saw the debut of numerous pitch-perfect posters celebrating Spider-Man's first film set in the MCU. The one they went with for the final poster is terrible, <laughs> but of them, the image featuring a hero, the hero leisurely lying next to a body of water wearing his high school academic decathlon blazer with a pair of headphones on stood out. This pose wasn't conceived by a marketer, it was a picture of Tom Holland actually taken on set when he was completely unaware. This is the thing. He's not on a fountain in that poster. Is He's that? laying on a wall up by the Hudson River.
0: Oh. Yeah. I always imagine it as a fountain for some reason.
1: No. It's, um...
0: It's one of those things where your mind fills in the blank. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. It's... If you've ever been down to, like, um... Oh, where the other tix booth is.
2: Yeah. I can't think of where... Down by the Brooklyn Bridge. Seaport? 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 Yeah, down by seaport. seaport.
1: That's what it is. is it's yeah. all these walls along the Hudson River, and that's what he's wearing, or where where he's like what he's laying on? Ah, oh, the river. <laughs> Anyways, um, Aunt May's car plate is AMF fifteen sixty two. A-M-F uh, stands for Amazing Fantasy, 15 is the issue number, and 62 is 1962, the year Spider-Man first appeared.
0: I have the poster right there.
1: Yep. Pictures of Howard Stark, Abra- Abraham Erkskine? Is that how you say his fucking name?
0: Er- oh, um, Erskine. Yeah, I always forget that. Erskine.
1: Er- yeah. And Bruce Banner can be seen in Peter Parker's school. While Happy is overseeing loading the plane with objects from the Avengers Tower, he references Thor's belt, but is unable to pronounce the name. It's Meg, Meg, Thor's magic belt. Yeah. I'm not even going to try and, like, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce what this word is. I was thinking of you during that line. It's, like, look at this shit.
2: (laughs) Yeah. No, but I was thinking how you can't say the the hammer.
1: mjolnir i trip on the mjl i think it's menjorn menjorn
2: it's okay we don't need to
1: know how to say it uh the first live action spider-man film where his costume has this is the first live action spider-man film where his costume has resizable visors providing more expressiveness in his appearance in accordance with the comics People were so mad about this. Why, I, they were what? either amped or furious, I was and there amped. was no in between. I know you were, but like, there were people online that were like, "Why the fucker's eyes doing that?" Like, people were really Why? mad about it. I have no fucking. Everyone idea. I
0: talked to liked it.
1: I thought everybody loved it until, like, things started popping up on Twitter and on Reddit of people being, like, it's fucking stupid and, like, getting mad. It was one of... This movie had so many fucking copies. Oh, my God. I don't have any opinions on that. <laughs>
0: Spider-Man is the Star Wars of Marvel, where someone out there is going to dislike your opinion and they're going to voice it.
1: Yeah. It's also that, like, everybody... You can't see me doing quotes, knows Spider-Man, but nobody actually like knows shit about Spider-Man. They know what they learned in the Raimi movies and the Garfield movies, and that's yeah. it. Like, Spider-Man is that kind of superhero, in the same way that people always pretend to know shit about Superman. But, like, nobody fucking reads Superman
0: comics. <laughs> Who cares? Greg <laughs> Miller has entered the chat.
1: If Greg, like, I want Greg to tweet at me what the last Superman, not Superboy, not their weird team-up, not Justice League of America, not Superman and Lois. What Superman comic he has read recently. (laughs) Because I don't believe anyone reads his soul, the titles that are just him. Anyways. Peter's shown wearing boxer shorts when he puts on the suit given to him by Stark. However, Tom Holland revealed he had to wear a thong underneath because the suit was too tight. Poor guy. Realistically, he probably had to wear a dance belt to, like, control the bulge, too.
0: Ellen asked Andrew Garfield if he was wearing anything under his suit. I remember that interview. Andrew
1: Garfield had a weird bulge. Like, borderline, like, X-rated. Yeah. Cause I remember seeing this movie with my father and him afterwards being like, like years later being like, that was weird. And like made me feel weird. <laughs> You're talking
0: about the because first one specifically?
1: He, yeah. Cause that's who I, I haven't, I've never seen the second one in its entirety. I feel like but I saw this, the first one in theaters. I feel like the second one, they fixed it.
0: Well, the second costume's completely different. That's why.
2: Which, yeah. <laughs> okay we can have a we can have a spider-man uh debacle someday eventually cuz i know jordan would
1: love that yeah like it's really bad and there yeah. are a lot of shots from underneath that make it look worse <laughs>
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: okay that area is also outlined on his suit yeah Which is weird. Anyways, they just, they draw a lot of attention there. Anyways.
0: um, Toby's was tucked away all nice.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um,
0: They put him to bed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Um, The Vulture is the fourth member of the Sinister Six gang to appear in a Spider-Man film. Members that previously appeared are Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2 from 2004, Sandman from Spider-Man 3 2007, and Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 in 2014. So far, only Kraven the Hunter has not appeared in live action since Mysterio is in Far From Home. And uh, Vulture, Doc Ock, Mysterio, and Kraven were meant to appear in the third Sony's Amazing Spider-Man
0: movie. Yeah, that movie set up uh, Sinister Six right away.
1: Yeah. The music that plays over the Marvel logo is an orchestral version of the classic 1967 Spider-Man television show theme song.
0: Yes, it is. And I have it on my workout playlist. It's 30 seconds long, but I listened to it.
1: Good. Um, Vincent Diofrono has shown interest in appearing as Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. Kingpin from the Netflix Daredevil show from 2015. Kingpin is a shared villain from Spider-Man and Daredevil's Rogue Gallery. And has appeared in many other Spider-Man media as well as Punisher comics. In the comics, Flash Thompson was a burly football player. This was updated to make him a wealthy, smug character to fit more modern, modern portrayals of bullies. When the writers room was asked, they said that the idea of a football player shoving kids into lockers isn't really accurate of today's bullies. They are much more, uh, much more smug and battling more to seem better than you and more so
3: which okay
2: i didn't know this was like a controversy until i was looking up what's his face tony i don't know how i say his last name because i can't stop thinking about how you said that he was in the running for peter parker so that was all i was thinking about (laughs) Um, it gets worse i'm not even to the worst part about flash yet okay continue but i just like i don't know like i i like that they don't make him like this stereotypical jock
1: character. He's fucking annoying in every other adaptation I've ever seen because bullies like that don't exist. Exactly. They're not real. Exactly. Never in time have bullies like that existed outside media.
0: In the stereotypical, like, give me your lunch money, I'm going to put you in a locker. No.
1: Reva Lori. Reva Lori.
0: There are violent bullies, and I say that, like, from experience but not in high school more elementary school where kids think it's still okay to hit sometimes
1: yeah it's i okay when fights would happen at my my school it was never a bully and some kid they were bullying it was two friends who got in a fight like yeah or like two people that don't like each other it's yeah not it was that usually one two is a bully, they just don't like each other and there's a difference. <laughs>
0: I, I had a mix of all three happen. But again, that, that dynamic of like one's always a bully and one's always the victim isn't 100% because kids fight back now, which is why fights happen faster. Or it's like that person's been bothering you and then you do something and it builds up.
1: It's, it's also like, why get in trouble for hitting someone when I can just harass them anonymous, anonymously on the internet? And like I think the writers are completely valid in saying that that's not what bullying is now. 99% of it is just appearing like you have more like clout, I guess. I can't think of a better word for it. That it's you're cooler,
0: cooler than them. Yeah. yeah. To put in, like, universal terms. terms, yeah.
1: You have money, like, you're smart. Like, it's also that they're at a specialized school. Like, he has to be a nerd. That's, That's the other thing. That's the, yeah. so it's like
0: Midtown High has changed or goes back and forth between being like, it's a really specific science school to, it's just a regular high school because of Flash. But they also never imply Flash, even the brolic version is dumb because at one point he... in the
1: raimi movies they make jokes about him being dumb
0: the raimi movies yeah but i'm saying just generally speaking like in the comics and in the
1: comics they make jokes about him being stupid spider-man tells him all the time that he can't read
0: really because he becomes like and
1: flash bullies people to do his homework
0: like recently be... yeah sorry?
1: well flash isn't really in the comics well, anymore uh... they haven't done a 16 year old spider-man yeah around. but most
0: recently flash became like he got the symbiote, but, like, used it for good, and, like, was able to and go on, like, top spec spec ops missions, which, like, you have to be semi-smart yeah. to do that.
1: They made him, like, a
0: good person
1: <laughs> in recent years. They but, do, and yeah, it's, no, that no, whole like,
0: thing of, like, being a bully doesn't make you a bad, evil person.
1: But Flash, in most of his incarnations up until, like, about the mid-2000s, was just that really dumb stereotype of a football player that beat the shit out of skinny kids. Which, like, I don't know. Maybe that did happen in the 80s. I wasn't there, but it definitely did not happen in my high school. <laughs> yeah, no. For the most part, with the exclusion of one very specific team, most of the athletes that I went to school with were some of the nicest people I've ever met.
0: yeah. No, Flash. There was a-
1: one specific team that they were all assholes, but that's
0: fine. Flash has gotten, like, more mellow in the three iterations. Because, like, you have freaking the Raimi movies where he's played by uh, Joe. How do you say this? I forget his last name all the time. Joe Manda. Sof-
1: Manticello. Um, I just always
0: forget what it is, but Sophia Vergara's husband. I'm
1: fucking Magic Mike and-, and How I Met Your
0: Mother. Yeah, and he's just, like, insane and, like, has Mary Jane on his arm and is like, fuck you. And, like, is literally ready to fight. Then the Garfield yeah. movies, he's just bullying another kid without hitting him. And then Andrew Garfield goes, like, no, stop. And he's, like, why are you telling me to stop? Breaks his camera. So it's, like, a little bit more mellow. And now you have yeah. this kid.
1: I think it's it's very... I think having it just be this annoying jock who, like, beats the shit out of somebody is boring as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and like I say, it like doesn't happen anymore. are going with Flash is so much better. And, like... The writing is so much better than what would have happened if they were like, no, we're gonna make it like a football player who beats yeah. shit out. Of I
0: did games. not like him in this movie. Seeing what they're doing in Far From Home, I'm like, okay, you know what, you sold me on this.
1: I want them to make him a villain so bad.
0: But like one that you can feel for, or at least see how they got there. I don't care. Because like <laughs> care. you know
1: You're an asshole. I don't care. Go to therapy. Like <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like it's a kid. I don't give a fuck what your parents do to you. It doesn't give you a right to be a fucking twat to everyone around you.
0: But that's the thing is, he's just being a twat. He's not actually harming these like penis Parker. Is
1: to what we've been shown. Sorry, really quick because I want to adapt this really quick. What we've been shown, his parents are not beating him. His parents are not like emotionally abusing him. He's not like they're just not there because they're working
0: which makes sense because 90 percent of what he does is just to get attention he wants to show he's the smartest he's the best he wants approval and like penis parker is something that peter's gonna blow off no pun intended (laughs) like he's just gonna like brush it off his shoulder (laughs) or like it's not affecting him and he's not doing anything that's like you're irredeemable it's just like honey we see what's going on and like we're sorry he just needs robin williams to hold him and go it's not your fault
1: yeah like are you good um like my man (laughs) i promise it's okay (laughs) but it's just like i don't know i don't have a lot of pity for him he's fucking annoying but that's the point he's supposed to be annoying yeah um i'm just always glad that they didn't make him and the fact that um like he received like death threats Yeah, well, okay, that's what I was saying. For not being white and for not being what Flash Thompson is in the comics and movies, he got death threats.
2: Imagine if he ended up being the Peter Parker, he really would have got death threats, I feel like. Well, that was
1: a whole issue that Marvel's come out about where they were like, We floated out into like the internet the idea of having a not-white Peter Parker, and the response was fucking
0: disgusting. Well, I mean, that's been going on since, like, around or before the Garfield movies. Donald Glover wanted to play Peter Parker, when he was <sighs> still, like, more baby-faced, like, the way he was in Community.
2: Oh, yeah. my God. I'm sorry. And, like, I, like, I love that idea. Okay.
1: <laughs> Don Slot, who's been writing for Spider-Man Comics for a really long time and may be the bad person... People were mad at him after an episode of Marvel 6, the Marvel 616 documentary, but I don't fully understand why they were mad.
0: A lot of people get mad at a lot of comic writers at different rates for different reasons.
1: And it like had something to do with like that possibly the way he churns out comics wasn't like ethically kind to the other workers around him, like the artists. Because yeah. he's not the artist, he's the writer. And so I don't really know. If I'm wrong, feel free to correct me. But I'm I'm pretty sure that it had something to do with his workflow. Either way, but they all were like, all their writers were like, it was fucking wild for us because all of a sudden we realized that like 90 percent of Marvel characters will lose their shit if we take any of these white characters and make them anything other than white, and like yeah. none of us really understand why. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the point of this is? Every casting announcement they made got backlash except for Peter everything got backlash yeah well marissa Tomei got hate mail zendaya got a fuck ton of hate mail and got death threats the guy playing flash got death threats we could go on a
2: whole tangent about the zendaya one because that really grinds my gears i was wild um the amount of people i know that like were just like but she's not my mary jane i was like
1: yeah well she's not mary jane Jane. (laughs) Exactly, because uh, again, come know. to find out, a lot of the writers don't like MJ.
0: Also, don't like Mary Jane well, also like de- e- depending on how far they're going to go with this, Spider-Man didn't meet Gwen Stacy or Mary Jane until college, so and they have to give him someone in high school, I guess, because it goes for the whole oh I'm juggling a teenage life and dealing with these issues while also being a superhero thing, but they m- might be saving those two for the future.
1: I think we're getting Miles Morales in the near, live action Miles Morales in the near future and Gwen Stacy's going to be with him.
0: Yeah, like, that's the thing they've know, been doing recently while. where they bring in Spider-Gwen and her and Miles are together.
1: Well, yeah, because, like, that's the relationship. <laughs> if you want Gwen Stacy there for more than 30 seconds, like, that's who you got to go with. Yeah. Um. Because once you start telling that story, she dies relatively quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're either introducing her and going, We're never going anywhere with this story, we just wanted to throw our nose in as an Easter egg, or you introduce her and she dies, or she's Spider-Woman. <laughs> like those yeah. are your options. Um,
2: um I I made my peace with my casting earlier, though. I love everyone that in this cast except Laura Harrier. Please recast her.
1: <laughs> Who is she playing? Well, I mean she's not in these anymore. Liz. Uh Liz. Uh. <laughs> she's just um, so
3: boring. <laughs> she is
1: okay um anyways uh it's been observed in that the previous sony pictures incarnations of the spider-man had little of the characters thought soliloquies from the comics uh which robbed him of his introspective nature because it was considered difficult to convincingly convey that kind of speech in film medium yes (laughs) the karen digital assistant character in spider-man's first suit from tony stark solves that problem by giving peter someone to talk to while in costume Furthermore, the costume's adjustable eyepieces help give Spider-Man's full face mask a degree of expressiveness to avoid needing to have to have him constantly unmasked for important scenes, thus reestablishing the character's visual use of universality, which is true. You can't- he has so many fucking inner monologues, and you can't do that all in narration. It'll look and sound ridiculous. I need to
0: send you guys, like, the- uh, sp- boss fight you have with shocker in the game because shocker says one thing he goes you talk too much and peter then goes on a fucking two while you're still fighting him like two minute speech about well what does it mean to talk too much
1: yeah Peter's fucking annoying and, and that's like, why i love doesn't him stop talking. but it's really hard to do that on screen because in the comics 99 of the time these are conversations he's having with himself yeah like and after a while that just gets annoying
0: at some it gets to a point where you're like are you making peter parker schizophrenic
1: or just like i don't want to listen to narration like because i just don't like Just show it to me don't tell me all this stuff yeah but they run into the thing where if your eye if the eyes can't move they have to take their masks off or it doesn't matter like because there's no expression going after showing the video of Captain America encouraging students, a gym teacher mentions that he's probably a war criminal now, alluding to a situation at the end of Captain America's Civil War, ouch, where he and the other, da, 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 um, Captain America appears in his costume from the Avengers, mentions being frozen in ice, and suggests they were made shortly after the Avengers, which is the last time he wore that uniform, and would be easily recognizable as a potential positive role model.
0: I love it. Um, I love it so much.
1: Well, I mean it also like kinda has to be sometime around Avengers because he wasn't off ice for very long before then. And yeah. when he was off ice before Avengers, he was just like Going through it. Hanging out. Like he wasn't like being cap. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um Michelle's literary taste contains subtle allusions to either plot or spiders. The first one being, and the weirdest one, uh, Of Human Bondage by uh, W. Somerset Maugham. This novel is the protagonist is an orphan who lives with his aunt and uncle. That is not what that book is about at all.
0: You could have he, had her reading Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, you literally, he is, he is with his aunt and uncle for like maybe the first fifth of that book. And then he meets his abusive wife. I mean, I think she's abusive. There's a whole debate on whether or not she's abusive, or whether or not the guy is a little bitch, but like I think he's abusive. That she's abusive. Um. And that's more of the focus. Also, if you're curious but don't want to read the book, the book is long and dull, I highly recommend the movie version with, uh, Betty Davis. Anyways. Later, she's reading Invitation to a Beheading by Vladimir, Vladimir Nabokov. That novel, A Condemned Man, awaits his Execution, accompanied only by a spider in his cell. I also do not recommend this book. Nabokov is a weird guy. Don't read his shit unless you're ready for that, because he wrote Pale Fire, Lolita, and Invitation to a Beheading, and they're all wild. I went through a period of time where I was like, I want to read classics, and decided to read a bunch of Nabokov's works, and I went, I shouldn't have done this to myself. (laughs) This man is weird. I said this to my father, and he was like, Liren, he- He wrote a book about a pedophile from the point of view of the pedophile with the sole purpose of he wanted people who picked up the book and read it to be uncomfortable with the fact that they were reading it. And like like, he's a weird guy. I guess
0: that's a better end goal than he wanted people to sympathize. (laughs)
1: Oh yeah. No, he was very open about the reason he wanted you to was people. He was very open about what the book was about. It's like, was not hidden what Lolita was about. And even if you didn't know going in, you learn very early on like where this is going and the whole, but you keep reading. And the whole thing is it's supposed to be you reevaluating your choice to pick up this book and read this story and any sympathy you do feel. And also like kind of make you reevaluate how, like girls are sexualized and the way girls are treated it's very it's insane it's insane (laughs) um anyways uh and finally during the washington monument scene she's wearing a sylvia plath shirt because of fucking course she is uh sylvia plath wrote a poem called spider and uses spider imagery in many of her other poems cool they go a little too far in one direction with mj yeah Yeah. Like, here's the thing. And I'm gonna go into Far From Home a little bit with this, but I love true crime. I too, The Black Dahlia is one of my favorite mysteries to read, murders to read about. I can probably say I have a favorite, like, murder true crime story. I love to read. I've read most of the books that were just named. She's not real. She's like this weird. They go
0: too far with making her the like, I'm too cool. And I'm smarter than you. And I'm into this chick. Like, I don't even know what category. Cause like, it's not an alternative. It's not a God. It's not an outcast. or. But like, you, we all know this person, but nobody is that much of it.
1: Exactly. Like there are moments where you like, let that down. It's
0: Um, also, and this could be my own read on this based on people I've met in my own high school. Those people do grow up and realize, oh, everybody that was cool in high school is fucking dumb and boring. But while you're in high school, you still kind of feel like, oh, I kind of wish I was like them. Like, I could be wrong. That's always been my read with a lot of people is that what, when you grow up, you're like, the cool kids in high school suck. But in high school, they're still the cool kids.
1: I didn't talk to people in high school, so <laughs> I, mean, I don't know.
2: I never, I don't know. I never wanted to be the cool kids. But that was me. They were all terrible people
1: and that's, insane. That's and true. Like, you two did go to a very different high school it's than like, I did. What is happening? Yeah, you two over went to a here. very different high
0: school than I did fair. Like fuck. but yeah they just and like I get they don't want to make her marry Jane Watson. I get that Mary Jane Watson until recently has just not really been an interesting character, but it goes a bit too far.
1: It, yeah, it goes yeah. too far in the other direction, where, like, there's a middle ground where she's just a person. And everything, and, like,
0: she also has to point out, like, a, some type of, like, a social issue with it. Which I'm not saying we shouldn't do that as a society, but at some but, point, like, nobody speaks it's like, like that.
1: people on Twitter where you want to be, like, the conscientious consumerism doesn't really exist. You will never be able to enjoy anything if you completely cut out, like everything
0: if you try to do anything you do cannot in support in any way any sort of injustice or negative thing
1: yeah that's just not possible with the society that has built been built around us for for good or bad but you'll drive yourself crazy and just make yourself anxious and sad you have to like choose yeah like you have to like the big example i always give is like the stuff going on with joss whedon right now and the stuff that was going on with jk rowling is like you just have to find a way to make your peace with it Yeah. And like, you know, just like
0: Whatever that means to you, but like.
1: Yeah, exactly. Whatever that means to you, but like just relax. And as somebody who loves true crime and knows a ton of people who are very into true crime, was into true crime in high school, all that shit. Nobody's flower, favorite flower is the Black Dahlia. A, I guarantee you that nobody who is interested in the Black Dahlia case even knows what a Black Dahlia looks like. Yeah, And it's just like, she her characterization just like, it comes, it feels like a bunch of cishet white men wrote a cool girl. And it just is kind of like...
0: It's but it doesn't it doesn't come it, off <laughs> as like the normal manic pixie dream girl that you see. Yeah,
1: Because it's not a manic pixie dream girl. It's the cool girl that like but she's, hangs out with all the guys.
0: But she's like also she's not, into those things. Like, she's not into the guys because she... You know, watches football. I know this is very stereotypical, but like, she's not one of the guys in the sense that, like, oh, she watches football and like can dish, uh, you know, shit talk out as much as she can take it. They made her like a, I'm not like those other girls.
1: Yeah, it's a whole thing that the, the best description I've ever heard of it is in Gone Girl and like props to Jillian Flynn. She explains it in a fucking amazing way that like girls who aren't really girly but aren't that kind of like into sports kind of thing will fall into this other weird category where they act like they're better than everything but they're like down for everything and like like it's just this very weird stereotype that has appeared and like appeared in life because I will straight up say I went through a period of time of acting like that in college
0: but at, not to that level
1: not to that level no but
0: and it's like now that I think about it I don't know actually no I'm not gonna say that okay I'll tell uh, to you li- afterwards
2: We'll continue. I, I like MJ, but yeah, I, I don't know. She's, yeah, she's a little over the top.
0: I think they just need to bring her back just a tiny bit. Like, give her and Peter a genuinely yeah. sweet moment without her being like, uh, I'm too cool for this. You could kiss me if you want. Like, no, let her show emotion.
1: Yeah. Like, just let her have, like, some emotion and, like, be excited about things. Which I feel like... That, that,
0: that's a better way to put what yeah. I was going to say before. So oh, yeah, just let her be mind. excited about things.
1: I was going to say something about Far From Home, but we, we won't say anything about Far From Home. <laughs> and Far From Home makes it worse and better at the same time somehow. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like they do
2: a little bit better with her in that.
1: They somehow do both because like my response to the... That- I'm gonna get her uh, a black dahlia necklace. It's her favorite flower because of the murder. I was like, a fucking course it is, a fucking course. But then, like later on in the movie, she does a bunch of other shit where I'm like, oh, like you're a person with like feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's keep going. We're getting long here, and it's late. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, Mark Hamill wanted to play Vulture if Michael Keaton turned the part down. Um, director John Watts has revealed that Peter Parker will be aged, was aged at 15 years old at the time of the film, while Tom Holland was aged 19 to 20 at the time of filming. Um, while some fans complained about the high-tech Spider-Man suit, many of the gadgets were ideas that had appeared one time or another in comic, Spider-Man comic books over the years. Um, this is the first appearance of Cindy Moon, better known in the comics as Spider-Man's female counterpart, Silk. We'll get to why late, Why she's in there later.
0: Wait, when does she appear?
1: She says one of the fucking classmates. Classmates. Gotcha. Um, Tom Holland confirmed in an interview with BBC Radio 1 that he struggled uh, to say the words Spider Man without it sounding like a Southern accent during the filming. <laughs> As a result, anytime he says the word Spider Man was dubbed in later on. Good.
0: He has this interview where he says where he walks into the the bodega at the start of the movie and he's supposed to be like, hey, guys, what's up? And for some reason, he just started going like – he just said like – not only was his accent still there, his British accent, he was like using British slang and they didn't pick up on it. So they like covered him or they cut shots where he couldn't see his mouth and dubbed over it.
2: I feel like there's a lot of weird lines he has that sound like some weird malignation of like British and American.
1: Part of the problem is British people talk very far back in their throat. Americans don't. We talk very far forward in our nasal mask.
0: Because we demand to be heard.
1: (laughs) It's not even that. It's just like.
0: Just how the accent forms Yeah,
1: How it went. Like, you know, and, and doing just a general not stereotypical New York accent like just a general person from New York is like not the easiest Yeah, Um, like southern accents are really easy like I know a lot of British people that can just without southern accents and it's like why
0: (laughs) this also could be my own bias being someone that grew up in New York it almost sounds like just a regular American accent is like neutral And so, like, the southern accent shows that you're doing something.
1: Yeah, like, the northeast, but before you get to, like, New England, um, and, like, the main area is kind of, like, a step above that, like, transatlantic accent. Where it's not as, like, sing-songy and all the way up here. And we emphasize almost every word. Like, it's just, like, a faster tempo than that. It's very weird. Because I can hear it, like, now that I live in California, I can hear that there's, like, a slightly different accent here. But does
0: everybody end their sense with a question mark out there? Like a valley girl?
1: No. (laughs) Do you know how far I am from the valley, my man?
0: They could have infested where you are.
1: It's just that California, especially LA, LA County as a whole, is such a conglomeration of people from all over the fucking place that, like, you're not hearing anything specific for the most part. Yeah. Um it was a, it was wild for me that when I moved to Buffalo and went, "Oh, there's a western New York accent and I don't know if I'm a fan of it." <laughs>
0: or like when I go out of state, people are like, "Oh, like you have a New York accent." I was like, "I do?"
1: Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> this has been school for accents. Yes. Anyways, um this is the first solo Spider-Man film not to mention or feature Uncle Ben in any way. Peter briefly alludes to bad things having happened to Aunt May, which may imply the loss of her husband, but he does not elaborate.
0: I go back and forth as to whether or not I like this decision personally.
1: I, I mean, I get it. I it's stupid that Aunt May is old as dirt when he's a teenager. It makes well, no, no it, they sense.
0: could still make Uncle Ben young, like like uh marissa Tomei. Oh,
1: not having uncle ben oh i don't give a fuck i know this story i don't feel like watching a man <laughs> die for like the I,
0: I don't need to see it yeah. i 100 percent agree it's the same thing with the waynes i don't need to see it happen but having it not be brought up is just
1: i swear to fucking god if i ever see thomas and martha wayne die again i'm gonna off myself you know like,
0: they're gonna show it in the batman
1: I know, because his fucking chess piece is made out of, a gu- out of the gun. Like, I know I'm going to have to watch it. I'm going to be like, fucking Matt Reed, you're such a good director. Why are you doing this to me?
0: Anyway, I'm not saying I have to see Uncle Ben die again. I've seen it happen twice with two different ones, and then one of them I had to see happen twice in the series. I just wish they'd mention it more because they almost make it look like Tony's The Replacement and, like,
1: Happy's the replacement.
0: Ben is <laughs> such a motivator for Peter. If
1: Happy dies as Uncle Ben in No Way Home, I'm going to be pissed. <gasps> oh my god, stop.
0: God, I hope if not. If they
1: make Happy Uncle Ben, the Uncle Ben character and kill him off, I'm going Why? to be furious. Why would you even say that? Because I could see Marvel doing it and it being that Uncle Ben never actually existed and that like Aunt May falls in love with Happy and that Happy because he was this mentor character, especially because fucking what's his nuts has been saying that like that's Doctor Strange becomes his mentor and he has no other reason to be in any other movie ever. But why it, would
0: you tell me that? <laughs> but again, I don't know if I like that because whether you're not you want to make it actual uncle ben the person who guides peter their death is supposed to be intertwined with the origin of their powers and like the time they get it
1: yeah but peter we don't even know peter's origins we know he
0: got bit by the spider like we know the basics
1: do they ever specifically yes, ask
0: that <laughs> do you lay eggs what kind of sp-? and then he keeps asking yeah. questions implying that he might want to get bitten and peter goes spider's dead ned
1: yeah. Okay. Because, like, it's just, I don't really care. Especially because, like, modern comics, which is clearly what they're basing this off of, has gotten so far away from Uncle Ben.
0: They He's not mentioned in every story, but within Peter, he's still, like, the motivator. Especially for where the whole, Peter has the responsibility to do what he has to do, comes from.
1: Yeah, but we've seen it so many times.
0: But he still says it in Civil War. Like, they're still hitting the notes. They're not just giving you the motivation behind it.
1: Like, I don't need to hear another white guy say with great power comes great responsibility. I don't <laughs> But again, that's yeah. like, like, not I what I'm saying. Care. I don't need to see it to that level, but. He can fi- No, but I'm saying he can find that motivation anywhere. It doesn't have to be Uncle Ben. It's just that everybody else has wanted to make you watch an old man die. Because it's an easy way to get people emotionally attached to your characters. Like, that's why Uncle Ben dies, is it's a really easy motivator.
0: Again, I, I th- they could still make him young. I just, I just think, think it's, a key it's element. like
1: it's tired.
2: I I'm it's boring. I'm broken now thinking
0: about happy Sorry,
1: <laughs> that broken. just came to me that like that would not be in my brain outside the realm of something Marvel would do.
0: Again, I don't with how distant this is from when Peter got his powers, I would have liked it if it's just like it's mentioned, he's made his peace, he's accepted the death.
2: I don't know I feel like it I'd would make sense that he wouldn't like want to talk about it I don't know like death is hard when you're young you know I don't know yeah and
1: like I don't know it's just I'm
0: bored I oh, don't know I might I'm be a little emo it. about it because I saw a comic panel today where Peter's talking to um Reed Richards kid <laughs> about Johnny Storm
1: I saw that and I was like, dude, your uncle was a fucking asshole. Comparing to Uncle Ben is kind of mean. I was like, he's Peter, trying- buddy, come on, Uncle feel Ben better. was a good person. Johnny Storm is a dick.
0: Also, Peter likes Johnny Storm, so.
1: I know, Peter likes weird characters because Johnny Storm is a dick.
0: Well, then there's also the reverse where Wolverine really likes Peter and he's like, Why?
1: Well, I think Wolverine is... All, or Peter is also hesitant about Wolverine because Wolverine and Deadpool are relatively close in the comics and Deadpool is weirdly obsessed with Spider-Man.
0: Wolverine He's also like, explains to I, Peter that the reason he likes it.
1: Can I cut
2: this? Because it's like midnight.
1: Sure. <laughs> sorry, yeah. I
2: just... I'm
3: sorry.
1: Um, I only have a few more. Uh... Da-da-da. Homecoming, but the homecoming part of the title was a nod to the character returning home to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, all the little fanboys that thought, uh, fucking it was gonna tie into Civil War in the Red Room, and it's just like, no, Marvel's just thought it was witty.
0: But uh, the thought process made sense more so than other thought. theories I've seen.
1: Now that you're closer to the mic, your gain's too loud. Sorry. Uh, the film's release date was originally meant for the date that Ragnarok was supposed to be in, which then got moved to November 3rd, 2017, which caused Black Panther to get moved back to February. Marvel will now claim that they just did this because they wanted to release Spider-Man sooner. No, they wanted to put, push Black Panther to a February release so they wouldn't lose money. Because they weren't sure if they were it was going to make any money. And it's fucked up. But anyways... Although the majority of the movie takes place in Queens, New York, much of the movie was shot in Atlanta, Georgia, with additional footage being shot in Germany. Marissa Tomei uh, said she was shocked to learn that Aunt May was much older in the comics. Marissa Tomei knows nothing about comics. Doesn't surprise me. I love her. Her brother, however, a huge Marvel fan, explained to her that May was not actually a blood relative to Peter Parker. This made her realize that May could be any adult age depending on how old she and Uncle Ben were when they got married, which is true. Like, it makes no fucking sense that Aunt May is always an old woman when Peter is 16 because either Ben married way up or, like, there was a huge space between Peter's mother and Ben.
0: Peter's dad and Ben. Mother and Ben. It's his dad that's related to Ben. I thought in the
1: comics it was his mom.
0: No, because it's still the Parker name. Ben Parker and Peter Parker.
1: I don't
0: know. Yeah. Originally, she was very much implied to be, like, Great Aunt May. Ancient. Yeah. Ancient. (laughs) And, like, I still have such a soft spot for, uh the ramey aunt may because she's just such a delightful old woman she she
1: is she's small
0: it is most like she's small most comic most of the modern comics and then the, the game have kind of put her in the middle kind of like what the like what sally field was like in the garfield movies where it's like she's not like you know decrepitly old but she's not exactly like young and ready to start her life
1: and if Peter's not 16, it doesn't fucking matter. It's just when Peter's 16, she should be, like, in her 40s. Yeah. Um, anyways. Uh, this was the first Spider-Man movie to reference various elements regarding the web fluid for Spider-Man's web shooters from the original comics. The first nod is that Spider-Man wen- mentions that his fluid only lasts for two hours before it dissolves after it's been fired, whereas in the comics it would last for one hour. The second nod is to the taser web, which is a reference to how Spider-Man has created different variations of the formula at different points in the comics to create different types of webbing. Uh, so, we already talked about that. Side so Re- note. If. Jordan. Jordan. Okay. We've been recording for almost two and a half hours. <laughs> okay. Um, Tony Revolori received death threats for playing, playing the bully Flash Thompson. We knew this Um, In the Marvel Comics books, Damage Control is a private repair and reclamation company specializing in dealing with damage caused by superheroes and supervillains. This is the first Spider-Man movie where the Osborne family or the Osborn family company Oscorp does not appear or play a significant role. Um when Peter and Ned eavesdrop on the students discussing Spider Man's identity, one of the students points out that Spider Man could be seriously burned under his mask. This is a reference to Deadpool, another Marvel superhero who has a similar costume to Spider Man and is horribly scarred under his mask. <laughs> Deadpool and Spider Man often work together in the comics. Um, also, when Liz and the other girls are talking in the gym, uh, Betty mentions he could be almost 30 under this mask. This is a joke about how the previous Spider-Man film actors were in their mid to late 20s during their respective Spider-Man films. <laughs> <laughs> the worst being Tobey Maguire was almost 30. Which is yeah. what got in
0: high school in like the first movie. Because I think yeah. Garfield was technically older during filming.
1: He was 26 years old filming that movie.
0: Oh, okay, I don't know why something I could have sworn. But like either way, he has just a younger face to begin with.
1: Yeah, he, he still looks like a child. Anyways. Uh, the scene where Peter looks at his reflection in a puddle and sees half of his face adjoined to the half of his mask is reminiscent of how the spider sense is often visualized in the Spider-Man comics. Uh, there was a major backlash towards a rumor saying that Peter Parker could possibly be played by an African-American actor, which caused a massive contra- controversy among the Marvel comic fandom. Dan Slott, who was writing for The Amazing Spider-Man at the time, stated some of the comments, the rigidity, the rationalizations, and some in some cases flat-out anger by some that Spider-Man must be white is scary to me. Donald Glover is the third community actor in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Danny
2: Pootie. Pudi. Thank you.
1: Danny Pudi and Jim Rash had cameos in Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and Captain America, Civil War, respectively. In addition, Martin Starr had previously guest starred as uh, Professor...
2: Oh my god, yeah. Is it
1: a joke that it's supposed to sound like a sex organ?
2: What? Is, I is don't remember what his name is.
1: I don't even know how to pronounce this. It's. I'm just gonna say it. It's if you took the word clitoris and prene- replaced the T with a G. How would you say that... Clingor I think I think that is how you say it. However, you say this professor's name. I, th-
2: I think that Kligoris. was part of the joke. Okay. That's how I
0: would say it. Cligoris.
2: Okay. I think that is how you say it in the show. Okay,
1: thank you. He plays uh, a teacher, Mr. Harrington.
2: I knows. forgot that.
1: Yeah. When Peter steals Flash's car to chase the vulture, the license plate on the car is Flash Drive. Because Flash is a twat. <laughs> good. Uh, also, when Spider-
0: this is going to be quick. The line that Flash says before he's in the car about how he's eating Branzino and, like, he knows what good Branzino is, has ignited a search for me to find out if Branzino is a thing in the Spider-Man comics. Because yeah. in the Garfield movie... There's also a Branzino scene. And I'm just yeah, like.
1: It's in the fucking comics. It's like a whole fucking thing. The first time he meets all of Gwen Stacy's parents and the first time he really seriously considers Gwen Stacy his girlfriend, her family makes Branzino. No, like, but every time I search it, comics. I just
0: get the Garfield scene or this scene.
1: Well, because. Yeah. Yeah. I thought no, that was like bigger, bigger that they would the
0: mention comics. it in two different movies.
1: No, it's just like a whole thing in the comics. Okay. Um. When Spider-Man confronts the robbers in the ATM vestibule, there's a poster behind them that reads, identity theft, we've got you covered. And that's just really funny to me for some reason. That's a, that's a set dresser that was like, I'm going to have fun with this. Yeah. I'm going to have fun with my day to day. When Tony Stark calls Peter Parter, Peter Parker Crockett when sarcastically commenting on his detective work. This is a reference to Miami Vice. Uh, But since Peter calls movies like Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, really old, it's not surprising that he doesn't get a Miami Vice reference. In the beginning of filming, when Peter Parker is with Tony Stark in the limo, Peter is wearing a shirt that reads, The physics is theoretical, the fun is real. This is a quote from the Big Bang Theory.
0: Oh, they ruined it.
1: Yeah, that's a quote from the Big Bang Theory. Um, and then the person went on to write A show about incredibly smart people With very poor social skills Much like Peter Parker himself And I went oh that's mean that is <laughs> I would mean. say he has bad social skills <laughs> Um, But also why is this man wearing A fucking Big Bang Theory graphic t-shirt I don't
0: like that I like that quote
1: I-, I feel like I don't
2: know I feel like he wouldn't watch the show He just would see that quote And he'd be like yeah And then he'd buy the shirt
0: the only quote from the a- Big Bang Theory I regularly, regularly use is when something falls and I go, oh, gravity, that word, a heartless bitch. That one gets me. Okay. I'm not going to lie.
1: Adrian Toomes is, as Adrian Toomes is aboard Tony Stark's play plane, the Iron Man Mark 42 mask can be glimpsed briefly in the background. Uh, Michael Keane is the fourth actor from the Batman franchise to cross over and appear in a Spider-Man movie or vice versa. Cliff Robinson appeared on Batman in 1996 and also played Uncle Ben in the Sam Raimi movies. J.K. Simmons played J. Jonah Jameson and now plays Commissioner Gordon Justice League, R.I.P. David Dasmalakian, the guy from fucking Ant-Man, yeah. was both in Ant-Man and The Dark Knight. I can't say that man's last name, Sorry. Um, Nick Fury was originally going to be Peter's mentor in the film, with Samuel L. Jackson reprising his roles, but they went with Tony Stark instead. However, Nick Fury was confirmed to be the new mentor in the sequel, Spider-Man Far From Home, which is the other reason that I'm concerned that Benedict Cumberbatch keeps saying that he's taking on Tony's mentor role in the third movie. (laughs) Um, anyways. Uh, Happy says he's been- we talked about that already. Um, The scene in which Peter, through sheer force of will, lifts rubble pinning him down after the vulture forces the structure to collapse on him is a nod to a scene in The Amazing Spider-Man number 33 where he does the same thing. The panels in the comics are considered by many to be some of the most iconic in Spider-Man history. Um... First reports of Marissa Tomei's casting caused massive backlash on social media, with comic book fans opinionating that the actress was too young and attractive to play a character like Aunt May, especially Good because Lord. the character had been previously depicted by actresses older than Torme. The than Tomei. one
0: time comics character went, no, we, we don't want to have to fuck, we don't want to want to fuck this one. <laughs>
1: Regarding the casting, Captain America's Civil War co-writer, Stephen McFeely, said that for the MCU, they were trying to make Peter as naturalistic as possible. That's partly why his aunt isn't 80 years old. If she's the sister of his dead mother. Yeah, that's the thing. She's his dead mother's sister. What? like no. I didn't get that from nowhere. In this, she was his mother's sister. And I think in the comics, she is too.
0: No, in the comics, it's between Richard and Ben. Which is why he has such a soft spot okay, for in Ben. this,
1: then? She is his dad's um, mother's sister, his dead mother's sister.
0: That's fine.
1: Um, why does she have to be two generations ahead? Which is 110% valid. If you're making yeah. Peter Parker, 16, she needs to be younger. <laughs> um, Carol added that the creative team was looking for more of a big sister or somewhere closer and aged park Peter Parker in the casting process. After researching the character, uh, Tomei did make a case to age me up. She argued to not be in the movie. <laughs> just because oh she was god. concerned she was the wrong cat. well because everybody was bugging the fuck out the second yeah. you said
0: more of a big sister role I was just like oh my god it's like I Carly but reversed <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um. Oh my but they god. didn't do it until May felt there was a blank slate from which she could develop the character and talk to Watts about May being a community organizer invested in the neighborhood to indicate where Peter's values came from and we see this in Far From Home Um, this is the last one one of Peter Parker's classmates, known as MJ, Zendaya, is played by Zendaya, who called her awkward but intellectual, said that she just feels like she doesn't need to talk to other people because she's smarter than them. She added it was refreshing that Michelle was weird and different, feeling that a lot of young people, especially young women, will relate to this. John Watts likened the character to Ali Seedy's uh, Allison Reynolds from The Breakfast Club, or Linda Carl. Cardellini's lisa weir from freaks and geeks which is just really funny to me because john francis Daly was on freaks and geeks um and they basically were like hey write us care a bunch of freaks and geeks characters and run with it nice um, the character is not a direct adaptation of mary jane watson but was given the initials mj to remind you of that dynamic with the writers planting the seeds in this movie for comparisons to Watson, but also making her wholly different. Fahey added that they did this because they wanted Michelle to not be completely obsessed with Peter Parker the way Mary Jane Watson is at all times in the comics. She's just observant. Which is the moment that I went, wow, Fahey really hates MJ Watson. <laughs> like, yeah. Fahey, I fuck this chick. All right. Do you guys have any, any final thoughts?
0: I'm just happy that Spider-Man's around. Like... I'm here Same. to have fun, and he's swinging. But no, I do generally like this adaption. Yeah, I
1: guess yeah this fun.
2: is this is a fun movie. Yeah,
1: like it's you know, it's a thing. Could you not? Thank <laughs> you. So yeah. All right. Well. We have such strong thoughts on this. Um, (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at Jazz. You can also find me on Instagram at Learen.Jazz. You can find Jordan and I on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Gamers, where we are streaming all sorts of different stuff. Um, Yeah. Jordan, where can they find you? I have no brains You guys
0: can find me on Twitter at Jordan underscore Deep, or you can find the other podcast I do at YouTube.com slash Waypoint Podcast, as well as Twitter.com slash Waypoint Podcast, where you get our link tree and find all the other uh, all the other podcast platforms that we're on.
1: Please don't. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, Victoria, where can they find
2: you? You can find me on Instagram at Victoria Lyman. Um, and everything's linked in the description of the episode if you're too
1: lazy. And we'll be back next week with our next MCU movie, That I don't know what it is. Black Panther, I think. Oh, fuck yeah, it's really?
0: It's either Black Panther or Doctor Strange.
1: I think
2: either it's Black way, Panther. Either way, bangers. Wait, I literally just had it up before. I will let you know. All right. It
3: Either is
1: way,
2: Black Panther.
3: Is it?
1: Black Panther. Fuck yeah, we get a fucking banger next week, guys. Next week's lecture will be on Black Panther. I am amped. It's one of my <laughs> favorite MCU movies. But for now, our lecture on Spider-Man Homecoming is over and class is dismissed. Goodbye.